end of time. Thirteen. O'clock. Well, hey, everybody. What's going on? It's too bright, right? No, it's not too bright. I think it looks good. Yeah, I think it's too bright. I don't have my hat. Jeez, what? I went all this shit. Get organized, Tom. I my fucking bald ass hat. I don't have my hat. We'll get it in a bit. Well, if you weren't in the other room, like, farting around with that porn site, then... Yeah. I had to fix some shit. Then you would have been here all the time. Yeah. We'll have a problem in the other fucking room with some porn sites. (laughs) Fucking the controls never fucking appear on a thing. It's got to be something, the problem with the browsers. I'm sitting there trying to figure out what's wrong with my fucking Xbox One. Yeah. It's got to be browsers or something. It probably is, I ain't got to have... We got to have our porn on demand. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to get my hat. He's going to get his hat. Let me get my hat. I got my underwear on. <laughs> Hold on. See, see that shit? See that shit? So early. I got my fucking... <laughs> I got my fucking sexual fucking outfit on. Come over here. Uh-huh. Okay, All right, go get your hat. <laughs> ah, Zach says, perfect timing. Literally just sat down for dinner. And this, yes, Zach uh, gave us the idea for the show. Which, thank you for doing that, because I do not think... Uh, that I would have come up with that uh, on my own. Maybe I would have, but it probably would have taken a long time. But it's actually like a really good topic because unlike many of you youngsters on this show, I not only remember when Princess Diana died, I remember when Princess Diana and Prince Charles got married. That's how fucking old I am. Yeah, I remember all that. When that, like, I was a kid, but I remember it being a big fucking deal. And I remember, like, clips of the, I didn't watch the wedding, but I remember because I wasn't really into the royal family. But, um, but I remember clips of it being all over the news and, and stuff that like that. on TV all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie says, Jenny, show us your panties. <laughs> I has a miniskirt on. I actually don't have any on right now. But it's, well, you know what I mean? We were doing three made earlier. Yeah. So, and Tom decided he was just going to stay. He was just going to stay in the outfit. I stayed in the outfit. I stayed in the outfit too, but I just put a shirt on over it because it was a little much. It was a little much, I thought. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Jen's waist is looking like this now. Hey, today I got into a corset that I have not been able to get into for many, many years. Many, many years. Die. Why you gotta make me get up all the time? Because I get all comfortable. Well, I well that's okay. Back yeah, see that one, that one, that one. Back up over here. Damn it! Back up over here. Please stop! I just got all comfortable. Look at that. Why do you do? Why do you do that to me? Just trying to see you, so they can see your silhouette. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Now I gotta like squish down into the chair again. He always makes me get up and move around after I'm. Done getting up and moving around. She wants to fold up in there. Well, yeah, that's it's not comfortable to just sit with my feet on the floor. I have to cross because I'm short. Yeah, John said uh, her wedding dress was like a city block long. Yeah, it was a big. I mean, it was that was like '80s height of because I had forgotten what it looked like, and then I was like watching documentaries about this, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how fucking ugly that wedding dress was. But I guess like everybody thought it was pretty in the '80s because in the '80s everything had to be more. Like, it had the big puff sleeves and, like, the big, huge train and all that kind of shit. But, uh, yeah, High Desert said people got up early to watch that wedding nonsense. I remember that. I remember everybody, like I said, I didn't, but 
yeah, because it happened kind of, was it in the middle of the night? I don't even remember. But, um, yeah, a lot of people got up to watch that. And I remember people talking about it at school. What was funny is that there was so much of that shit when I was a kid. So much of that shit on, on, on television. This royal wedding and did princess die. You had some of these dumbass American kids I went to school with that thought that that was our princess. They didn't realize that that I was will... like another country. That yeah. That was fucking England, you know. You had to straighten that out, you know, with a lot of them. For some reason, they thought that that was, had something to do with the United States. That's some British shit, man. I mean, the, I will say uh, Diana actually did seem, and from everybody that knew her and stuff like that, just like a lovely, delightful human being. Yeah. Which is unusual for the royal family, uh, which is probably why none of them liked her. Yeah. Because she was actually, I was watching, uh, there was a BuzzFeed Unsolved about this, about like all the conspiracy theories about her death and stuff, which is what we're talking about. Um, and they said, one of them said something really funny. They said, yeah, it's a little, it's a little indicative of like how shitty the royal family is, is because she was like nice and compassionate and they were all like suspicious and hated her. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that tracks. That's, that's about right. Yeah. You know. Do I think they killed her? No. I don't think they killed her. Oh, you ruined the show. No, I'm just saying. There's a lot of conspiracies. There are, but I don't think they killed her. I don't know enough about it. I I think it's unlikely. Yeah. um, I'm not saying it. I have to hear more. I mean, maybe, but I I have to hear more of these things before I can make a decision, but they wouldn't have to. Why would they have to? They wouldn't have to kill anybody. But, you know, that's what conspiracy theories are going to come up with reasons of why. That she was fucking yeah. pregnant with you know, Jody Fiez or something, you know, fucking shit like that. I, I don't know. Probably, no, I don't think so. I mean, it it but, seemed like. I mean, I don't know. We'll get into it. I there are a couple of okay, maybe one legitimate reason, maybe like why they did something, but I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think it's not enough for me. I'm not, and you know, and I'm not saying that's not what happened because I don't know. But I'm just saying that it's it's not enough for me. It's not enough evidence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we'll get into that. And there are a lot of British people are saying, well, we shouldn't have a royal family. That, that shit's old-fashioned. Democracies don't have that fucking blah, blah, blah. Republics and everything. But you look at the United States, man. Fucking. <laughs> this is more like a fucking plutocracy or a, an oligarchy anyway. So we might as well have royal people. It's I, yeah, it's thing. about the same. About the same fucking thing. And it's they equally shitty. call them shit. oligarchs. It's, it's equally shitty. Yeah, equally, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the, it's the highest form of organized crime. It starts off as a mafia that takes over the land, and then they become official, and then they're known as kings and dukes, and they still run it like a mafia, basically. Well, that's what an oligarchy is. It's just a fucking mafia. Well, it's just people dudes. with all the fucking with money, the fucking and they money. can always yeah. just do whatever they want to do. Yeah. The U.S. supposedly has a constitution that keeps them off of you, but they own the courts. They can do whatever. Well, I mean, they own the courts. He's too you know, dangerous. You to know what's that. strange is I always got the impression, and I could be totally wrong, but just from what I know of their legal systems, in the U.K., even though they do have a royal family, one, the royal family doesn't have that much like political power. Really, they're kind of like more figureheads. I guess they do have some, but the constitution in the U.K. I feel like, and their legal system seems a bit fairer than ours. Just read. in general. Just in general. Which is interesting. Yeah. High Desert says old fartocracy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, essentially, that's what happens. If, if there were any, you know, a lot of the U.S. Constitution was kind of based on British common law was what it was founded on, and just reinterpretation of things. And it was actually, some people say that that the spirit of the, 
of the American Constitution at the time was kind of like a reboot of the way small town England would have been, or you know, that was like based upon like that, you know, um, which it may be, maybe I, I don't know, I don't care because I don't think it's a reality today. Um, I think it's just straight up Potemkin Village um, that's kind of worshiping democracy, which is a a failed god that died, but it, it looks like it's alive. It's actually just an oligarchy. Everybody you vote for is a servant, and they serve the oligarchs. That, that's it. Republican and Democrat. It's fake as fuck. Fake. Like a Potemkin village. Zach says the surreal moment when Little Miss No Expression from Twilight got an Oscar nom for playing Diana. Although, I haven't seen that movie, but I heard she was excellent in that. And I yes, I know she was in Twilight, but when she's in a good movie, she can actually act. You know what I mean? And I think it was the same thing that happened with Robert Pattinson, and he just, like, shits all over that movie, which I think is hilarious. It's like, hey, it got its, it got their foot in the door. They probably made all the money from it. And then after that, they actually took more interesting film roles, and everyone was like, oh, wow, they can actually act instead of just stand there looking all vapid and sparkling and whatnot. So, I mean, she was in Underwater, and she was great. And like I said, she did play Diana. but I, And I kind of wanted to see that, but I didn't see it. She also played... Joan Jett in that movie about the Runaways, which I think was just called The Runaways. They haven't seen it. I've seen it. Was it good? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I didn't, I didn't see it. When I was it's, that? Um, let's see. It was probably it was before. Uh, I saw it at my other at my ex. Months well, or he, years? he wasn't really like an ex, you, but years? my other guy's house, Mike, and that so that was when me and Mike were going out. Because okay. I watched it at his house. So 13, 14 years. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So it was like right before we got years. together. Yeah. Right. But um, I liked it a lot. But I haven't seen it in that long, so I don't know. Um, and then Zach said something else. Oh, back in the 80s, Charles and Diana visited the set for a Bond movie. I wonder if it was View to a Kill, because Diana was a big Duran Duran fan. Probably. And she was all because she would like always go see them in concert and everything. Said so, and she got to smash a sugar glass bottle over his head. I bet she really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, that's the thing. The way that the wedding was portrayed, I mean, they wanted it to be like, oh, it was this big fairy tale and blah de blah. But I kind of feel like there were problems even from the beginning. One, they hadn't Charles and Diana hadn't really known each other that long before they got married. It wasn't an arranged marriage. No one is saying that. They actually met at, like, a gathering or whatever at, like, one of their hoity-toity properties or whatever. And they did seem to hit it off. And they did seem to, like, kind of be sort of in love at first. Um, But from everything I heard, I thought Charles was banging that Camilla Parker Bowles chick, like, almost from the beginning. Or before he even got married. And And he said some shit, like, they did an interview. This is great. Well, it's not great. It's awful. But I'm just saying, there's a there was an interview, like, not too long after Charles and Diana got married. And so the interviewer asked them, they're both standing there, it's like, oh, well, something like, you guys are in love, or something like that. And uh, Danny's like, well, yeah, of course. And Charles is like, whatever love means. Yeah, right. And I was like, bro. Yeah. Why would you say that? Like, because mm-hmm. everyone's going to see that. Those and she's cr- just standing there going, mm, okay. Those dudes grew up fucking banging hookers from day one, from the best fucking yeah, sports. Yeah, I they, mean. They just, they just saw women as women, you know. Yeah, we can show, yeah, I love you, babe. Okay, look, I gotta go back to my mistress. Yeah. Fucking, those dudes are hoes. They were hounds. 
And what's funny is he that, did end up marrying that horse face Camilla. Yeah, yeah so I was going to say these are all ugly people. Diana wasn't though. She was actually yeah, she was homely. She was. I thought she was pretty. Uh, I, I she wasn't like beautiful or anything, but yeah, she was pretty. I call that homely, which is you know mediocre pretty, you know, kind of like you you wouldn't pass up on her, but you know, no, no, there's all kinds of just stunning women that just blow her out of the water. There's something about that class of people. They're just ugly. Big so, ears. All that inbreeding. Fucking hatchet face, big nose, fucking hawk nose, fucking motherfuckers. Um, a lot of them are probably real tall and skinny. Kind of chinless wonders yeah. over there. Particularly the... Yeah, they're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> they marry each other. They're just fucking joining wealth together. It doesn't have anything to do with breeding stronger children or better looking people. I'm going to marry that babe right there and have some offspring. Fucking not. Oh, she didn't have nothing? Get the fuck out of here. Who, who, yeah, I got... But you know, they probably sire all kinds of chicks or people out of wedlock that aren't oh, in I'm the sure. fucking family. They probably look great because they're all just coming out of fucking girlfriends and call girls and fucking concubines and shit. They probably look a lot better. The uglier they are, the probably the more likely are that they're royal. Oh yeah, yeah, that comes out of that other fucking royal snatch and this and that snatch and this snatch. No, too much inbreeding. Yeah, High Desert said, I always wondered why Diana married that ass-looking Charles. Yeah, and that was another thing, too. It's like, he always used to get on her about, it's like, he would, like, grab around the waist and go, getting a bit chubby here, aren't we? And then she got bulimia and shit like that, like, later on. And I was like, look at you, dude. You have no room to talk. I'm sorry. They're Look, mediocre. Looking like that, motherfucker. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, mediocre. Yeah, Tyler said, by the standards of where she was, Diana was a supermodel. Yeah. yeah she was a lot better looking than any yeah. of them. You know what yeah. I mean? And she and was from one... she was from aristocracy, too. She wasn't just yeah. some rando. Don't, don't for one second believe that fucking there, there aren't any good looking people in the UK, man. Fucking England's got some stunning fucking girls and real good looking guys. They're just, they're just, they're poor, though, or middle class. I mean, shit. We see call girls from England all the time fucking streaming with us. Those girls are fucking knockouts. Well, that's what I mean. Billy now, Idol was fucking, I think, one of the most handsome guys who've ever fucking walked the earth. Really, he should have fucking bulked up some. The girls fucking loved him, man. And fucking, I was a big fan of Billy Idol. And, he, you know, he was a poor dude from, from England. You know. Well, yeah, look at, those. look at all the bands that came from yeah. the, uh, from there in the 80s that were all, like, super fucking Super good-looking, they were all poor. <laughs> poor. They had good jeans. Because you got to mix them jeans good up. Good jeans, yeah. They're too close together. Like, in the royal families, yeah. you get people looking like Prince Charles. Or I guess he's the king now, isn't he? Ireland, Scotland, Wales, them too. I'll probably give it to fucking, from what I've seen, fucking Scotland, though. Well, you dated a Scottish girl, didn't you? No, I dated an Irish oh, girl. Oh, an Irish girl, that's right. She was cute, though. Yeah. But... Yeah, her name is Fiona. Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah, from court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. She drank me out of the fucking table. Yeah. I had to quit Tom her. was impressed. I had to quit her. <laughs> I, like, I just can't take this anymore. <laughs> fucking, I'd go down and fucking... I'd She's like, come the... on, you fanny. Yeah, I tried, I tried to get... I don't know this, if they say that like in This like pre-cell phone times. You, mm -hmm. didn't, you couldn't really just call somebody on a cell phone. Only rich people had cell phones. I called her house, fucking the phone had rang, and I said, that bitch is at the bar. I knew I knew what uh, bar she hung out. At. She's Irish for Christ's sake. Yeah, day. that's kind of what they. That's kind of their thing. She's hanging out in an Irish pub <laughs> in Davis Square out in Boston. And uh, I knew right where she'd be. And went down there and I see her and she'd be just fucking loaded, just barely holding on to the fucking railings and shit, almost <laughs> underneath the table. I said Fiona, just fucking what? Said, you get me drunk, falling down drunk. Fuck you. 
just shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Oh my god, I love it. Stand that. the fuck up. You're falling down drunk. Oh fuck off. You know. Okay. I, I kind of get like that. Yeah, it's just like that. Sometimes. Just fucking. Hold I have on. to be pretty fucking drunk yeah, to get like that. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, she was so fucked up. And I was like, this bitch is alky, man. Like, I gotta move on. So I stopped showing up. She didn't seem to care, though. She, she was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, There's other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's other ones. Mm-hmm. Zach said, Irish people are the best looking out of the UK, if you ask me. Yeah, I haven't seen them all. Yeah, well. But, you know. I mean, I spent a lot of time in Wales, and some of them were good looking, and some of them were just kind of like here, you know what I mean? It's like everywhere. I've just noticed there's a lot of good looking stream mate girls, and a lot of good looking girls from in, in the American porn industry that come from England. And, and Australia, too. I'd probably give it a little bit more to Australia. Might be even a little bit better looking, but... Anglo-Americans, Australians, people from the UK, you know, white people from the UK, we're all so similar, you know, inter... We're, you know, yeah, interrelated. we're all from the same. We're pool, all basically the really. same basic stock. It's just you know, if you're from the south here, you you might have a little bit of a Native American or Spanish in you. Somebody from the Spanish Empire might be missing in there. <clears throat> like I got fucking Spanish names yeah. and French middle names in my fucking name. I'm yeah. gonna tell him my whole name. My grandfather's name was Bolivar. Yeah, Bolivar Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of a crazy name when you yeah. think about it. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of guys named Francis in, 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 in the family. Yeah. Yeah, as a first name. Yeah. Too, yeah. Well, that wasn't that unusual back then. Because I think, I think now people maybe think of it as... Do they think of that as a women's name or just like a unisex mm-hmm. name? Also had weird I names. think it depends on the spelling. It's usually if you if usually if it's a feminine name, it's spelled with e s, yeah. and then if it's a male, it's spelled with the i s. Yeah, that's how I've always seen it. And then another weird Southern family member I had it was my grandmother's cousin or uncle. I don't remember. His name was Noah. Noah. That's kind of name. that's kind of a cool name actually. So fucking wild ass name to have. Not when you're just walking around. Your name is Noah. You're like, that's, that's right, like I'm going to build a fucking boat, and I'm going to be the last one yeah, out here out of all you motherfuckers. Noah had about... Two of every animal? Yeah, Noah had it. Noah trained fucking macaws. He had about 50 of them. There was like a zoo behind his house. Yeah, that's, the, that's awesome. Yeah, one of them was like almost over 100 years old. Huge macaw. And it could yeah, talk. They, they live a long time. Yeah, it could talk. I always wanted them. one, but yeah. one, the cats would hate it. Yeah. And two, they live a long time. And his wife would go out there and work with them every day and could teach him to sing. And they could sing full songs. They wrote Bible hymns. Were <laughs> that must have been really yeah, weird. They'd sing, singing Jesus Loves Me and shit like that. <laughs> and they'd sing it. And fuck, her name was Dolly, my Aunt Dolly. And she would sing it in Dolly's voice. It sounded like Dolly singing. It was fucking bizarre. See, if we had a macaw, it would just swear. Yeah. Probably. No, these macaws fucking were religious. <laughs> they were religious macaws. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she'd get four or five of them singing together. That's cool. Yeah, they'd sing. They'd all be singing the song together. Tyler says Charles always kind of reminded me of Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, he's got those yeah. big sticky outy ears and yeah, that kind of, yeah. you know. Um, oh, no, we got listeners from the UK. They might explain why those fuckers are so ugly. I told you it's inbreeding. Even Eddie Izzard said that. AJ he said says because it's vampires. A, because it's a bad idea when cousins marry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. That's why they all look that way. AJ, 
AJ says they descended from Transylvanian blood. They descended from Count Dracula. They're all vampires. And they were basically all vampires. I mean, he's joking when he says. I mean, that would kind of explain a lot, though. Yeah. Well, you know, Vlad, Vlad, Prince Vlad was he was he killed a bunch of boyars. They were they were Saxon or Anglo-Saxon merchants that had been there in in Wallachia for centuries, and evidently spread out all across. And I've heard that royal families in UK are actually Saxons. They're they're Germans that kind of invaded and took yeah, over hundreds I think so. of years ago. So I don't they, remember exactly like might, all the ins and outs of it. They might be yeah. a, a different ethnic group slightly. Yeah. Yeah, Tammy says, uh, Killian Murphy, hot. He is, yeah. Um, High Desert said, I was in love with Duran Duran too, but they sure haven't aged well. You know what? The last time I saw them, they actually looked okay, and I thought they were holding out pretty well, but I haven't seen them in a long time. Those dudes are old, too. Well, yeah. I mean, they are quite old. But, yeah, I was a Simon girl, big time. Nick's good, too. Nick was my second choice. Everybody, like, when I was in school, when I this was junior high, probably. When I was in junior high, everyone was all about John Taylor. And I think John Taylor was maybe my least favorite. Well, no, maybe Andy was my least favorite. Sorry, Andy. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not in Duran Duran anymore. But, um... Oh, Nick held out the best. Yeah, he's... I thought he was still looking good. But yeah. like I said, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. I regret that I never got to see them live. That really sucked. But I remember, that's because I remember Princess Diana being, like, a huge fan of Duran Duran. Because she went and saw them at the... What they... Um... The Prince's Trust, is that what they did? They did a like, big show every year like for um, charity and stuff. Leslie said, was she really pregnant with the Arab? And that could have been the reason for her death. Well, that's one of the theories. We'll get into that. Yeah, that's one of the theories. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not real sure if I believe that either. But We're going to get into it. And, um, yeah. yeah, somebody said that uh, Dodi Fayad, it was a fling. Yeah, I think, one. okay, so like I said, we're kind of like jumping ahead a little bit, but that's okay. That, that's just kind of what we do. We're, we just go the way my brain works, which is all over the place. So I, what a, I think a lot of people don't know, maybe, especially people that kind of propound these sort of like uh, conspiracy theories about it, was that her and Dodi Fayen were had really only just started dating like a month and a half ago. It wasn't like Before. some big, right, like some big serious yeah. thing. Um, you know what I mean? Because there's, you know, again, it's a little teaser. There's some things that's like, oh, he was going to ask her to marry him, which maybe he was. I don't know, because there was a thing with the jeweler and he bought a ring and shit like that. But it's just kind of like, I, they don't know if that's what that was for. And they had really only known each other for, I think it was <coughs> seven weeks, which is like nothing. You know what I mean? And it's like of those seven weeks, they probably could have only hung out for maybe like three of those weeks because of like the schedule that they had, you know, because they were pretty well accounted for. Like, all that time. So it's not like they'd been together for, like, years and years, and it was a thing. They hadn't been together that long. Somebody said that, uh, was it Andy Taylor? Yeah, where? Andy Taylor has terminal cancer. Didn't know that. Oh, shit, does he really? Now I'm really sorry I said something about it. No. They were all hot, though. You know what I mean? They were just, like, different, like, levels of hot. Yeah, somebody said something about Steve Buscemi. Oh, you're a fan of Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I love Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Um, yeah, John Gore said, watching Tales from the Dark Side movie. Oh, that's, I love that movie. I don't, I don't think we've reviewed that yet, have we? I don't think so. It's no. an anthology? I don't think we've seen it. You've seen it. Debbie Harry's in it. Yeah, I think we reviewed Debbie, that. I don't think we reviewed it, though. Uh, Steve Buscemi had sex appeal. A ratty, sketchy sex appeal. Kind of like Steve Bader's or Richard Woodmark. Yeah, it's just kind of like, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of into that. That's like yeah. one of the things that I kind of like. He was popular with women. Yeah. There's yeah. something about it. It's not, he's not like good looking, like in the classical sense. 
But there's just something about him. You know what I mean? We, he, I'd hit that. He's kind of interesting. Yeah. I like interesting yeah. people. I like interesting looking or interesting act. Like, you know, not complete fuck-ups. There's also something, something, about, his <laughs> but, vo- there's also something about his voice. Oh. His voice kind of lulls you. Kind of kind of takes over. He's kind of kind of a soothing voice. Zach says in Willem Dafoe, too. Oh, yeah. absolutely. There's something... I think Willem Dafoe is, like, actually really sexy. When he's doing villains. Yeah. Yeah, there's something really sexy the about Willem Dafoe. The fucking goblin, man. Fucking, yeah. And, and, uh, is, it kind of, is it fucked up that I also thought he was kind of... I don't know, you haven't seen it, but is it also kind of fucked up that I thought he was kind of sexy in Antichrist? I haven't seen it. And then <laughs> he was also good... Y'all that have seen it will probably yeah. know. It's like, girl, what it. are you... You're, you're weird. He was... <laughs> Great in uh, as uh, Nosferatu as Max Shrek. Yeah, in uh, Shadow of the Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, he's great in that. Oh my I god, can't he was, I hadn't seen that. Movie. He was so good. She well, I kept telling you, I kept telling you. It's like you have to see this. You'll she love showed it. Showed that t- movie to me. We reviewed it a couple months back. Check it out. The fucking Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. Have you ever seen the old? It had John Malkovich yeah. and Willem Dafoe. If you don't know, what it I is, also think John Malkovich is kind of sexy. I'm like real quick. Here's the premise: the original movie about Dracula. Starred Max Shrek. It was a black and white silent flick. It never got released because they got hit for copyright infringement. And they fucking destroyed the movie. But only one copy survived. And people watch it. It's a good movie. You can see it for free on YouTube. Max Shrek plays Nosferatu. Count Orlock, I think, is what the name that they used. Right. Well, in this movie, Shadow of the Vampire, it turns out that when they made that movie... Nosferatu, Max Shrek really was a vampire. Yeah, like F.T.B. Murnau found yeah. an actual and the director vampire. found it. So he, it's, it's the and story of making that movie, and that fucking dude playing a vampire actually was a vampire, and promised that he would feed his the leading actress did. to him right. if he would do the movie. <laughs> and a lot of the people, a lot of the co-star, the co-stars didn't know. Right, it was a secret between him and the director. Oh, he's a method actor. Yeah, yeah. he's a method actor. Oh my god, it's so fucking, good. I love that fucking yeah, movie so William much. William Defoe plays and Eddie Izzard is plays the vampire man. He knocks it out of the park. He looks basically just like Max Shrek. Why did he not get a fucking Oscar for that? Yeah. That was fantastic. And he says some wild ass shit. <laughs> he was just so good. Yeah. Camp guy said Willem Defoe is supposed to have a giant penis. Oh, I never heard that. Wouldn't surprise me. He looks like a dude that would have a giant penis. A lot of thin guys. Yeah, it's almost thin. like, well, you can't, like, bulk up with muscle, so you get something in compensation, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like, talking out my ass. I don't know, man. There's some fucking... <laughs> that one dude in porn showed me some of the other dudes that fucking are out there. Motherfuckers are monsters. And Bill showed me a dude that he shot with his wife. And the dude was from England. And he was about 6'3", and probably weighed 260 pounds of pure muscle, and that motherfucker was built like a damn 40-ounce beer can. Huge. He hooked, and he's fucking filming this scene with this big dude and his little fucking 4'9 wife that weighs about yeah, seven, she's very about small. 80 pounds. Yeah. Oh, and that dude was gay. Yeah. But he did a straight scene. Victor said skinny dudes are always hung as fuck. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, it's for some In the reason, industry, I'm I've noticed sure. that. Not really sure why that is. And I've heard it from a lot of girls. Yeah. That they'll kind of target skinny guys because they tend to have bigger dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it might have something to do with being an ectomorph. Yeah. Thin it's kind that of body. particular body style. That sure. particular body style might carry genes for that. 
But short guys too. Uh, fucking of any race, I've noticed that. Black guys, short white guys. There's a, there's a tendency that there's some shit's gonna happen. <laughs> right. Look, I got a video to prove it. <laughs> you sitting there in your underwear. That's <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I got video to prove. Victor said, "Thank you very much, Victor." Gave a super chat. Mm -hmm. Jenny, did you pull the reverse Uno card on Tom yet? I have not. I have Man, not. Man, y'all are fucking nasty. I know we're terrible. Yeah. We get people coming in asking for that all, all the, the time. All the fucking time. All the time. And I'm just like, man, we might have to do this because people yeah. keep asking. No. <laughs> One out of every six guys that comes in there fucking starts homing in on it. <laughs> yeah. And he's they, they giving me 20 questions. <laughs> but you got to be careful because a lot of those dudes just want, they just want to talk. Right. And they want to dirty talk for free. So they just keep asking you fucking insane questions about what you do and what you don't do and eventually you shut it down and said we'll talk about it in private go hit private button because then they got to pay yeah six ninety nine a minute right so you know come on we'll, we'll talk about yeah that if you want to do it that and bad because yeah. they don't, they don't, they're not into spending any money yeah they're trying to get you to do trying to get to talk dirty to them fucking you gotta watch yeah they're trying to get you to talk dirty to them gotta watch yeah, but yeah. I'll talk dirty to you but you gotta pay <laughs> I ain't no cheap whore. I'm an expensive whore. That's right. That's what we always say. We're yeah. expensive whores. Expensive whore. <laughs> that old Camaro says, Go Tom, rock that speedo. He yeah. decided, he told me earlier, he's like, I'm just going to wear this. I'm just going to wear my fucking I'm just going to wear his, wear my fucking his work, work clothes. His work clothes. Wear my work clothes. <laughs> hey, man, it's the same thing. It's the same outfit a fucking pro wrestler would have on. Yeah, it's not it's that. It's the same. It's not that scandalous. It'd just be like wrestlers. It's wrestlers. not that scandalous. Yeah. It's just, he, he's like, I'm just going to. Yeah. I'm sorry, gonna, fuck I'm I was like, okay, do it. That'd I'm be funny. I said probably nobody would see it anyway, but then, no, then he I backs don't. up enough to make sure yeah. everybody sees it. It's just shorts. <laughs> it's just, uh, I said, this is why I love you, Tom. <laughs> he just makes me laugh every, it's the sing same as every the single day. Same as the pro wrestler will wear. Got the boots you and everything. You are hilarious, yeah. Got the boots and everything. Are you going to do like a pile driver on me or something like yeah, later? Yeah, you never can tell. I mean. You never know. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, my God. We We've can't got, do it here. Well, no, obviously. <laughs> Victor says, this podcast has been marked E for explicit. Yeah. It's not explicit. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like, I mean, we get, demo it gets, it gets demonetized limited anyway. and demonetized anyway. We don't make any money other than Super Chats. <laughs> Pretty much. Some of the old episodes in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people still watch yeah, those and stuff. Ever. And some of the, okay, the last one that we did that, did, that was okay was the Wolfman review. Because I don't think we said any fucked up shit on there. Yeah. So that one was all right. But I think every single... One for like the past several weeks before that was like limited yeah. ad availability, limited yeah. ad availability, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, and fuck I, them. I was like, oh well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Fuck YouTube. I mean, yeah, makes me wonder, man. We, we ought to be we we ought to be fucking simultaneously casting this also like on Rumble because I heard the fucking they don't fucking demonetize you, and the, you you can get paid over there too. Well, but yeah, they're more like R rated. You can do R-rated over there. They're not trying to... See, YouTube is big. And uh, they pay the creators. Well, they don't want to pay the creators, so they'll find any excuse to fucking fuck you out of your money. Well, our, our fucking... Um, what do you call them? Our fucking sponsors don't want 
their shit to be on your shit because you're dirty. Man, fuck them. Because we were talking about murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find some dirty sponsors. Shit like that. Find some dirty sponsors. Well, see, that's what I always that's thought. All you, that's all you got to do. But it's see, like there's lots of people out there that could advertise yeah, on our shit. Right. Find some find some R-rated sponsors. And, sure. And, but they don't do that because it, it makes more money for them to say, we're not going to pay you. I mean, I could probably do that if I yeah. had time Yeah. Uh, to find like some people that would sponsor. Because that's kind of what a lot of... like horror creators and yeah. stuff like that, they usually end up, like, pairing up with... And they'll put an ad on this, other or, we, or we have to put the ad in. Well, you make your own ad. Make your own ad. They send them. you the info. Yeah. They give you, like, however much money it is, um, and then, uh, you know, you have to have so many subscribers and shit like that, and then they'll pay you, like, a set amount for you to make, like, a little ad. You haven't seen that? Because I have yeah. some, like, I some shows I watch, they have sponsors, and they'll do, like, a little spot for it. Yeah. And they'll usually, like, send them a sample of whatever it is. Because, like, one girl I watched, it's like she had one sample that was, like, that mattress thing, and they sent her, like, a mattress. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so she was, like, showing it and all that other kind of stuff. But, um, you know, like I said, I could probably do that, but it seems like a lot of the sponsors are, like, kind of yeah. lame. You know? Yeah. None of them are, like, fun. Yeah. Why can't we get sponsored by like a sex toy company? Yeah, or like, well, or like, or Shutter or something too, like that. It's too dirty for YouTube. I guess it, YouTube is fucking like television. Nobody's it, any, it, nobody's any fun. Come the, on, the internet's going out of style. These no, old nobody's inter, any these fun. old internet platforms are going out of style. But uh, but no, we got confirmation from Victor and uh, all our other gay uh, following that yeah the skinny dudes tend to tend to be hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the I same mean, thing that, from yeah. girlfriends and shit. Yeah. I mean, it's been, I you know, I don't know. It's just kind of like, in my experience, yeah, that tends to be true. But, I don't know. I've I, seen all, I've seen all shapes and sizes. It may have something to do with averages of ectomorph body styles. People that have an, ect an ectomorph is kind of a tall and thin. Yeah. And, um, you know, not super tall, but just kind of a thin build. Narrow shoulders. There may be something where that's also associated with certain genes for size. Yeah, probably maybe. I mean, it could. But I, it's but I, I or that I, could be just anecdotal. I reinstate. I, I fucking reiterate though. Short guys though too, and uh, I don't know if part of it is proportions. If you're shorter, it looks you, bigger. You look bigger. <laughs> too, you know, so proportion has a lot to do. The same way you have short girls with tits. Short yeah. girls have big tits. Well, that might actually only be a D cup, but she's fucking little, so. four foot nine, right. right? So it looks on a taller woman that would be like a triple E or a G or a double G, you know, looking cup. So it's like that. Uh, but also, you have to understand these short little motherfuckers that have survived over time. Why were they selected? You know. Yeah. Why were they selected to fucking have prodigy? Well, they because they big boobs and big dicks. Yeah, because the females are also short, and being being fucking brought to term by short, breasty women. Now, short that, and breasty. Yeah. Now that's going to be, of course, the ethnic group, the racial background is going to matter. There's a lot of little short Japanese girls with their flat. You know, it's a different thing. But you know, when it comes to white women and black women, really short ones tend to be built. Voluptuous, you know. 
Well, that's certainly my case. Yeah, that's and that's why that's being fucking reinforced over and over again. <laughs> that's, an, that's a fucking Because I'm also a short motherfucker. Yeah, and that's a popular look for men. Men go for that, so that's being reinforced. Yeah. I'm five foot three on a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So should we start talking about the actual topic? Now it's time. You think? <laughs> now that we've well, got. We're talking about the topic. Sort of. Well, into the meat and potatoes. Roundabout. Let's roundabout. start talking. Let's start talking about the conspiracy theories. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into because I think most people know about like the marriage and shit like that. But it's just like, uh, you know what I mean. And most people probably know, you know, like I said, the death happened in 1997. I actually remember it happening, and it was very shocking because it's like she's very famous and. She was only 36 when she died. I think her uh, 36th birthday had been like a month or so before. So, and you don't really, and here's another thing. I think the reason why so many conspiracy theories popped up was because she was so famous. And I mean, she was like one of the most famous people in the world at that time, recognizable all over the world. And you don't expect somebody that larger than life to die in such kind of a stupid way. You know what I mean? So I think that a lot of people think, oh, well, there had to be more to it. Which, like I said, maybe there was, but maybe it was just a stupid accident that, you know, that absolutely could have been avoided, but unfortunately was not. You know what I'm saying? So I do kind of feel like that maybe fuels into it, too. That's why there's so many conspiracy theories about, like, any, like, really, really famous person that dies, like, in just in a dumb, like, random way. Um, because I think people are like, oh, well, they were just larger than life. They were more than a person. So for them to die in this stupid way is not acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I kind of feel like there, there may be some aspect of that. So, if, uh, so most people know probably that she died, uh, August 31st, 1997. Now she died in Paris, uh, with, uh, you know, it was in a horrible car accident. There were three other people in the car. Her boyfriend at the time, whose name was Dodi Fayed, um, her, uh, the driver, Henri Paul, who was kind of a bodyguard type, well, he worked at the Ritz Hotel where they were coming from, and also um, Trevor Reese Jones, who was her bodyguard. Now, he survived. Uh, he's still alive uh, as of this, and he was injured, but not horribly injured, and that might have been because he was the only one that had a seatbelt on, which is uh, yet another thing that fuels a lot of conspiracy theories. Now, interestingly, okay, so she died in Paris. Um, The official story, which most people know, was that um, the car was being pursued by paparazzi. Now, most of the photographers and shit like that were on, like, motorcycles and Vespas and shit like that. And they were chasing after the car, like, at high speed. Now, Henri Paul was actually going to, well, evidently, he was actually going to Dodi Fayed's house. They had been at the Ritz Hotel in Paris, which uh, Dodi Fayad's father owned. And Dodi Fayad's father, later, whose name is Mohammed, he later told the media, he's like, I told them because there was paparazzi outside of the hotel, why don't they just stay in the hotel? Like, don't go back out. Because they had been planning to go back out. And he's just like, look, everything you need is there. You don't need to go anyplace, blah de blah But they went, they had dinner there. They went up in the room for a little while. And they're like, no, we're going to go back out. We got to get away from all these people. So they kind of like snuck out of the hotel. Like they did this whole thing where they had like a decoy car in the front um, that had Dodi Fayed's regular driver driving that car so that the paparazzi would follow them. 
And then the four of them went out the back and like they rented a car, a Mercedes, and they went out the back. And for a while that worked, but then the paparazzi like caught on to it and then found the actual Mercedes that they were actually in and then started chasing them. Like I said, so like on motorcycles and stuff. So the official story being that because Henri Paul was driving apparently really fast to try to get away from them, there is also um, the official story is that his blood alcohol level was three times over the legal limit. So he was pretty hammered. Um, and so, and he was driving like really, really fast, like through this tunnel to get away from them and just lost control of the car or another car clipped them or he clipped, you know, something in the tunnel and then he lost control of the car. He veered around this other car and then slammed into, uh, like a pillar, like inside of the tunnel. Now the car, uh, and it's very easy to find pictures of the car, of the accident scene. Um, the car was fucked up. I'm actually surprised anybody survived. Only one person did out of the four that were in there, but that car was annihilated. I mean, it looked terrible. Now I will say that one of the shitty things was that the paparazzi reportedly, um, that were following them, they actually did not help anybody that was in the car at first. They just started taking pictures of the wreck. Which for you youngsters, tracks. That are, for you youngsters <laughs> that are too 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 young to know, back in the day we had paparazzi, which were guys with cameras, actual fucking film cameras, following celebrities around, take, making a living catching pictures of them, yeah, and selling them to hopefully magazines. doing something scandalous yeah, or yeah. looking fat or something, right? And that totally obsolete by today's standards because now you got cell phones, everybody has a fucking camera, right? And you see a celebrity, you just take a picture of them. Well, that picture just goes, it, it doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? Nobody cares what celebrities are doing anymore because we have the internet. They're on the internet. You, you've actually don't give a shit about the celebrities. <laughs> back in this day. Well, it sold papers. It sold papers. Then. And every th- the media of all kinds were being channeled through very fucking small amount of venues. Television, channels, and fucking... Newspapers that you bought at the grocery store at the checkout stand. It was a wild time, man. I can't believe I fucking lived through that shit. Paparazzi. Yeah. And the thing, the, they, they, be total, they, I don't even think that exists anymore. I think it still does because, I mean, they still have tabloid newspapers that still need photographs. Um, you know, because, you know, even though it's not in print or that's not their main uh source of income anymore they still need photos of shit to like put on their websites for people to click click on so i do kind of feel like maybe that La- maybe last is still a thing. i heard yeah victor said yeah they're still around last i heard two years ago what paparazzi did that they did have some paparazzi in um la and that they spent most of their time hunting down tiktokers yeah famous Which... tiktok chicks <laughs> See what they're up to. Mind-blowingly hilarious. It's like hopefully we'll get a shot of them like fucking yeah, in a gangbang or yeah, something. Or, they were, yeah, not even that. They were in just their backyard to, hot tub. Yeah, just a TikToker. <laughs> or some shit. Some TikTok chick. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you have to think, this is back in 1997. Mm-hmm. Diana, um, even though she was divorced from Charles at this stage, was still very much a beloved public figure. And she pretty much couldn't go anywhere or do anything without people following her around and taking pictures of her because they were, like, really fascinated. Like I said, it's almost... This is so weird because it's almost like they were kind of like, ooh, scandalous. It's like, look, she's divorced. 
she's dating like a normal person. Yeah. But it's like the fact that they just made this big deal about it is like so weird. And the thing about it, like they made a big deal. This is another thing that kind of kills me. They made a big deal about when she confessed that she'd had an affair when she was married as well. But it's like Charles started it. She only fucked around after it came out that he was fucking Camilla Bowles. And she was like, well, fuck it. I'm just like, no one's paying attention to me. I'm going to go fuck somebody too. Which, like I said, that's fair play. So, but for some reason, everybody got madder at her. It seemed like for a little while. And then, but like after that, I think like after the Charles shit came out, they were like, oh yeah, he kind of was a piece of shit to her. So, you know, and then finally they granted him a divorce. It took a while. I remember like the prime minister had to like weigh in on that shit, which is fucking crazy. But yeah, I remember when that happened because it was like super scandalous. But they, the royal family never did like her. The fact, and I don't know if this is the case. What I've heard is that Charles had wanted to marry Camilla from the beginning. Because apparently he loved the shit out of her for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe she's an awesome person. I don't know her. But, um, you know, he they found like his love letters to her where he said he wanted to live in her knickers. I'm just like, gross. But okay. <laughs> I was like, what a weird thing to say. But, um, but yeah, so like... The love letters are kind of gross. Like, he doesn't really know how to um, talk sexy to somebody, which is not surprising if you look at him. But so they they had all of that kind of stuff. But then, like, I guess, like, the family didn't like her for some reason because she was kind of aristocracy and shit, too, so it's not like she was some commoner or something. But they didn't like her for whatever reason. So I guess he thought he couldn't marry her. He was like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to fuck her anyway, but I'll just marry this other one that I kind of like. So it was always just kind of like, because Diana even said that I think that was another reason that people like Princess Diana too, because they were used to the royal family being very like buttoned up and like not saying anything. Diana would come out and just like, she was totally open and she was like totally honest. You know, she was like, oh, well, there were three of us in this marriage, you know, me, him and Camilla. And I think people liked that. I mean, they felt sorry for her because she'd been put like kind of in a shitty situation Um, you know, she had, and she was very open about her struggles with like eating disorders and depression and the fact that she was also really, I mean, she even had, even though she came from aristocracy, she had a normal job. She was like a kindergarten teacher Yeah. and she just like lived in an apartment with her buddies before she got married and shit like that. So I think people could relate to her a lot more because she wasn't as, yes, she was rich and everything like that, but she seemed more relatable, you know, because she seemed like she did regular shit. And she just talked like a regular person, you know, even though she was obviously very privileged. So I think people kind of related to that uh, in a way that they didn't relate to the others. Because the other, I mean, to me, and I don't know, like, I didn't grow up in the UK. I've been there, but I didn't grow up there. So I kind of feel like the royal family almost seemed like aliens or like not humans because they don't live, they don't have to live in the real world at all. Like, they don't have to have any interaction with, like, normal people or do normal people things. Um, so, and I think people almost saw them as like a breed apart. So I think when she came along, it was very refreshing because she was still kind of in the Royal family, but she still seemed like a normal person. So I think a lot of people like related to that, but it did seem kind of interesting that people got all up in her grill about having an affair. I was like, even though Charles had had an affair, well, at least that one, he might've had more than that. But he wasn't super concerned about... That was just his girlfriend. They're not talking about the damn hired help. Well, that yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's just the one they know about. Yeah. There might be lots more. I don't know. No. 
<laughs> Dudes at this level play call girls sure. constantly. I mean, yeah. Was, when I was growing up in Brazil, you know, my friends who were teenagers fucking were dealing with call girls. Now, they were teenagers too. Late teens, 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Age of consent in Brazil, especially back then. I don't even think it existed. Because we could get into nightclubs at fucking 14. Yeah. You know. Just as long as it wasn't a little kid. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think... If you were in that club, you were fair game. No fucking... But all the dudes I grew up in Brazil... The, yeah, man. And they were rich kids. If you have fucking... If your dad... If you're, if you're 17... And your dad gives you allowance of the equivalent of like five hundred dollars a month, all right? Then you can have like a hundred twenty-five, you know, hundred fifty dollars a week. You can spend that. Well, that's a lot of money in Brazil. All right. So, I mean, you know, that's a place where a drink is like a dollar fifty right. in a nightclub, maybe maybe two dollars. So a kid who's going to school just spending a hundred twenty-five dollars a weekend. You know what I mean? <coughs> Fucking <laughs> in a country where, like, I think the average income is probably, you know, shit, at that time, 10000 U.S. dollars a year. Maybe a little bit more. No, they were running call girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Half Naked, you said uh, he did. He had two mistresses, in fact. Yeah, yeah that doesn't yeah. surprise me at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's that's generous, considering what the fuck he looks like. Yeah. And I'm sure he's really not fun to hang around, hang out with, either. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he'd be fun to hang out with. Right. Tyler says, who would have thought that if royalty actually opened up to their subjects and tried to understand them, they'd be more liked? Right? It's just like, it kills me that the royals, like, really disliked her and kind of froze her out pretty much for that very reason. Because people liked her. Maybe they were jealous. They're like, why does everybody like her and not us? I'm like, gee, I wonder. If just you, look at these If you were just, like, a normal fucking person, maybe you'd know the answer to that question. <laughs> I kind of res- I kind of respect uh, England holding on to their re- holding on to their re- traditions, you know, and wanting to be like a constitutional monarchy, cross between kind of like a monarchy and a republic, kind of happen at the same time. I think that's a cool idea. But when it comes to the to these uh, to the royal family itself, it needs new blood, and you know you got to bring in what they would call commoners, and to strengthen them. You know, give them some more diverse genetic diversity, and uh, they'll get better looking pretty quick. You can reverse a lot. <laughs> it of can that. only help. But the seriously. thing is, is that they just, they're trying to consolidate power. And, yeah, and keep it all. And it, that's the problem with monarchies. Monarchy is a good idea because a lot of times monarchs care about the country and they care about the people because nah, if the country, no, 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 listen to what I I'm saying. Listen that. to what I'm saying. It's an evolutionary fucking situation. A lot of times monarchs, when they first get into power for the first few generations, maybe fucking 60, 70, maybe even 100 years, they might actually care about the country and the people because they're related to them. And if the country gets fucked up, then they lose their kingdom. And then they get ousted and overthrown. Um, you know, So they kind of have a, supposedly have a personal tie to the people and the land. But if it goes on for too long, they start, they start to be some corruption where it no longer works like it should. They, the don't thing, give, yeah. they don't give a fuck about the people. They become kind of more like care, worried about, 
other royal people that they're marrying in other countries and they don't care about the economy and they don't well, they don't I'm, really have the power that they used to have anyway. Well, yeah, and I so, think that the modern world that's it's a different situation nowadays and I don't think it, it I don't think you can extrapolate what might have been okay like back then. It just wouldn't work the same nowadays because nowadays uh you know the the royal family they don't really have any incentive to give right. a shit about the hoi polloi. Right. Well, that's because they don't really have much power either. The, well, that too, which the, is the, good. I don't the, think I don't the think monarchy, they should. Monarchy got replaced by by corporations basically and oligarchs. Yeah, yeah, it's that's the same not good either. Thing. That's not good either. And they're actually might be worse. You know, uh, if you look at history, and I'm I'm not talking I'm talking about human history. Monarchy is the standard, and it it works in general. It's pretty damn stable. Uh, Egypt was around for fucking thousands of years. China's kind of monarchy uh, up until recently. Thousands of years of that. Yeah, they fought each other, but nations fight each other. It's just that the way it is. So I'm not an anti-royal. I'm not. I'm not anti-monarchy. Monarchies tend to be stable. The problem with monarchies is that there isn't any constitutions, and the monarchs can do whatever they want. But hey. The British solved that. What, what was the name of that fucking thing? The Magna Carta. Said so the fucking king could do shit, but use limits to your power, you know. And fucking, you got to worry about the people. Yeah, but he's a little fence around. So you know? I don't have any problem with. You're not the only fucking person right. on earth, you know. I don't have any problem <laughs> with monarchy as long as there's a. It's a constitutional monarchy. That 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 would be a lot better. And yet, but you have to have monarchs that are tra- that can protect the people against corporations, especially if they're foreign corporations. That's even worse. Because that's that was the main weapon of, of the white man was to send our corporations into foreign lands and fuck them up. They would fuck people up, not using armies, using corporations like the East India Company and railroads and shit like that. So corporations are the fucking best way to fuck over enemies. Armies are low tech. All right, so let's get back to the topic. Back to the I'm I just a, saying I'm not. I've only just started. Go I I got all damn, that. To, damn, I, damn. Yeah, damn, I got damn. all that to go. Damn, she's got a fucking. I got all that to go. You got and, the entire Old Testament. There. No, I don't. Okay. It's not that much. Okay. It's just you need to right. rein it in. Also, go give me another drink, right. please. Yeah. So okay, so the official report, like I said, now here's another thing that a lot of people thought was suspicious. The accident happened in 1997. There was not a like a formal inquest in France until I believe 2004, and then there was one in the UK after much uh, you know discussion and controversy in 2008. However, every inquest that has been done, and I know that some people don't believe the shit and everything like that, but every inquest that has been done, they have all come to the same conclusion that the that it was one, it was a total accident, and that it happened because Henri Paul was very drunk, uh, was driving very fast because he was being pursued by paparazzi and was trying to get away from them, and that it was just a terrible accident, that there was nothing else going on. Also, um, the fact that only one of the passengers, Trevor Reese Jones, had their seatbelt on uh, was another contributing factor because he was indeed the only person that survived. Like, he was injured. I think his face was kind of fucked up and stuff like that. But I saw an interview with him that was, like, several years old. And he, like, he's got a few scars on his face, but he still looks normal. Like, you wouldn't, you know, think anything about it. Um, So the fact that the other three didn't have 
uh, seatbelts on. That's another contributor to like a lot of the conspiracy theories. People say, oh, were they fucked with? Or why didn't they have them on? Because, you know, Diana's family would always say, oh, she always put them on and shit like that. They think that they didn't put them on because they were trying to duck down in the back of the car. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and I will say, look, I always put my seatbelt on in the front seat. If I'm in the back seat, I don't usually bother. I probably should, but I don't. And they were in the back seat, so maybe they didn't bother. And also, like I said, they were kind of trying to duck down so they didn't get pictures taken of them because the photographers were following them. So I kind of think that's what it was. But that was what the official report said. Both of the inquests, both the uh, French one, which was the first one that was done, and the British one, came to the same conclusion that this was just, the driver was drunk and he was going too fast and he just lost control of the car. And maybe another car clipped them and, like, he lost control and, like, went into the pillar they said if he had hit some other part of the tunnel it might have been it might not have been as bad but the fact that he hit the pillar because what happened i saw like a animation like a reenactment of it it seemed like the car was like he was kind of fishtailing a little bit because he was going so fast i don't know how fast he was going they're not entirely sure they made a lot of the fact that when they you know found the wreckage of the car um the speedometer was um stuck at 121 miles an hour Miles or kilometers? Miles an hour. But that fast? Well, see, well, here's the thing. So, so they made and it was like a big headline: 121 miles an hour. But the Mercedes, the the makers of Mercedes, said, "Well, that's not necessarily the case." They said, "Usually, if uh, you know, if the car crashes or like it loses electrical power or something like that, they said a lot of times the speedometer will either go all the way to zero or it'll go all the way go all the way to maximum. So it's like so." Yeah, he could have been going 121 miles an hour, but... Probably more like 70. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Um, there was, like, a quite a long uh, yeah, tire track. Tire track? Like, yeah. I think 50... Skid mark. Skid mark, that's what yeah. I was trying to think of. Um, 53 feet? 58 feet? Something like that. Um, but they couldn't tell how fast he was going from that. Now, he was speeding, for sure. Because the, the speed limit through that tunnel, I think, was only 35 miles an hour. And he was definitely going much faster than that. Um, but... 121 miles an hour they're not entirely sure there's no way of knowing so i don't really know but he was speeding for sure whether he was drunk or not there's a lot of controversy about that too which we'll get into in a little bit um but yeah so like i said so as soon as the accident happened i kind of feel like because this was such a beloved public figure known the world over people are going to be like well can't she can't have just died in like some stupid drunk driving accident you know what i mean it had to be something more to it so i do kind of feel like a lot of um you know conspiracy theories started early on but i will say that a lot of them have been spurred by dodi fayed's father uh muhammad al uh al-fayed um he was kind of the one and he has like fuck tons of money like I said, he owns like all these hotels in Paris. He owns um, just all kind of. He owns like a like a soccer team in the UK. He owns like all kind of shit. So he has all the money. He thinks that both of them were murdered, and he hi- has hired his own private investigators and shit like that, and has made all kind of allegations. There were also a couple of uh, tabloids in the UK that also uh, agreed with him and thought that they had also been murdered. So they kind of like hired their own investigators and stuff like that. Now. Here's one thing, too, and I think maybe this was the main contributor to why these conspiracy theories started. So Diana had a butler whose name was Paul Burrell, and he ended up publishing this note. 
that he said that Diana had written in 1993, which was four years before she died. This note read, in part, I'm sitting here at my desk today in October, longing for someone to hug me and encourage me to keep strong and hold my head high. This particular phase in my life is the most dangerous. Someone, whose name was redacted, is planning an accident in my car, brake failure, and serious head injury in order to make the path clear for him to marry. Him being Charles. Now, most people have speculated that the someone, whose name was redacted, was probably Prince Philip, allegedly. Um, but we don't really know. Here's the yeah. thing, though. Now, if she did write this, that's kind of... Well, okay, the reason she wrote this, they think, was because this was, you know, uh, three years before... Or four years, rather, before she died. She had just had some trouble with her car, and she was a little suspicious about it. Like, she thought they like somebody was trying to, like, do something to her car. Also, she had a bodyguard that was killed in a car accident that she also thought was suspicious. Like, after he started, like, talking about some shit that he wasn't supposed to be talking about. So she started getting suspicious. Oh, they're going to kill me, too. Evidently. If she really did write this, which most people think that she did, but she was actually um, paranoid about <laughs> being bumped off. And she actually went on TV and said that her former bodyguard, who was killed in the car accident, she basically said he was bumped off, quote-unquote. She said that on TV. Oh. So that's the only thing that really kind of makes me... Because the thing about it was that, like, the royal family is just like, oh, she's unstable and blah de blah But everybody that knew her, everybody that worked with her, all her bodyguards and all that other kind of stuff, said she always oh, seemed no. like a very rational, very level-headed uh, person. Like, she had a great sense of humor. She just seemed like a regular person. You know what I mean? She didn't seem like she was crazy or paranoid or nothing like that. So it's like, if she was thinking that... There might have been a reason she was thinking that. You know, that's all they're saying. They're not saying that it really happened or nothing like that. But that is one thing that kind of, like, bothers me is that it did occur to her uh, that maybe they would try to, like, make shit look like an accident. You know what I mean? That's a little bit... It gives you a little bit of uh, pause. Also, her solicitor said that um, he thought that her, that Diana and also Camilla would be quote-unquote put aside so that Charles could marry this other chick named, what is her name? Tiggy Leg or Leggy Burke, which is like the most twee, upper-class twit name that I've ever heard. Um, even though he did end up like marrying Camilla in the end, so I don't know. And the thing about it was that I kind of, but the thing about it, I'm not saying that she didn't have a reason that she felt like that. I'm just saying that after she was granted the divorce from Charles, there was no reason why he couldn't marry whoever he wanted to marry. And by the time that she died in 1997, they'd been divorced for a while. So, you know, a couple of years. And so I just kind of feel like, why would they have to kill her? Like, he could already marry whoever. So I don't I don't really know if there was any reason to do that so after that point. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it's just kind of, well, there was no reason. They weren't married anymore. So he could marry, and he did. He married yeah. Camilla. So I don't know if there was any reason to kill her, like, at that stage. But I'm not saying that she didn't have some reason for feeling like that in 1993. Maybe there was, like, some weird shit going on and stuff like that. Charles did come out later 
and say that he didn't, he had no idea why she felt like that, like, and everything like that. And all of the investigations said, well, you know, probably the royal family didn't have anything to do with it. They probably didn't. I'm not saying they wouldn't do some shit like that, because I'm sure they probably would, allegedly. But um, I don't know if they did it. I don't think, if they were going to do it, they probably would have done it then. I kind of feel like they would have done it a long time ago. Why would they have waited until years later when she'd already did because Dodie Fayed was not the first person that she dated after the divorce. She dated some other dude, like a surgeon, like for two years, you know, and they didn't seem to have a problem with that. Like they didn't try to kill anybody. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like they wouldn't have waited. Um, somebody brought up the pregnancy thing and I'll get into that in a little bit. So, okay. So they did a whole thing called, uh, in, uh, 2004, I guess they started and they started doing Operation, is it Paget or Paget? It looks like Paget to me, because Paget, I would think, would have a D in it, at least in the English language. But it's just P-A-G-E-T. And I heard everybody in the documentaries pronounce it Paget, so I guess that's how I'm going to pronounce it, even though it looks like Paget to me. But so this, uh, you know, kind of task force or whatever, they actually did get together and they're like, okay, we're going to investigate all these conspiracy theories that have been swirling around because... There were, I'm not going to cover all of these, and I don't even know what they all are, but there were like at least 175 conspiracy theories um, that were swirling around. Most of them from uh, Muhammad, the, you know, Dodi Fayed's dad, Muhammad Al-Fayed. He was the one that came up with a lot of this. I and mean, he seems like a nice man. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but he did, he does really believe that they were murdered. And uh, he's just trying to convince everybody of that. I can't really blame him, but you know what I mean? So he came up with all kind of crazy shit. So first thing we'll get into. So Henri Paul, this was the guy that was driving the car. So a lot of theories uh, kind of center around him. That Henri Paul might have been perhaps um, an agent of a particular secret service. Um, whether American or French or British or whatever. Uh, or had something to do with MI6, something like that. Now, the things that they use to uh, back up this assertion are that, well, he seemed to have more money in his bank account than his job would warrant, uh, which, you know, doesn't really prove anything. Or I think I've heard, too, that, like, oh, there was a big uh, payment made in there. But I don't know if that's the case. But they did seem to think that he had a lot more money in there than he should have had. So, um, so there was that. Now... What the thing is, okay, so he was like the head of security. I think he was either the head of security or the second in command at the Ritz in uh, Paris, where they left from. You know, that's where they yeah. were staying. And I kind of feel like maybe... Here's another thing that maybe a lot of people that come up with this don't know. This is like, because they think that it's like, oh, well, they paid this guy. They set him up. It's like, you need to like go drive and crash the car and kill them. Which, one, seems like kind of an inefficient way to go about things, especially when the dri when he got killed, too. Like, hey, we'll give you all this money, but guess what? You're going to get killed also. Um, also, um, and like I said, I don't know if a lot of people know this either, but he wasn't actually, he had already, um, like, clocked off work that night. He was actually, because for a while, like, uh, Diana and Dodi Fayed weren't going to leave the hotel. They had gone to the hotel. There was paparazzi all around there. And they were like, man, look at this shit. Like, cause they were going to go out again. And they were like, maybe we shouldn't because they were just everywhere and they didn't want to deal with it because they were kind of sick of it. 
because they'd been following around like the whole time they were in Paris, right? Because I think they had just been there. I think they got there like the day before or something. So they had paparazzi following them everywhere. And they're like, man, this sucks. And they were like, well, maybe we should just stay here. But then for whatever reason, like after a few hours, they, you know, they had dinner. They kind of went and hung out in the room. They're like, yeah, maybe we should go out. And Dodie's like, well, let's go to my house, which was not that far. It was just like a few miles away. So uh, at, at that point, Henri Paul had actually kind of gone off duty for the night. So he was gone for two or three hours. So there's like a two or three hour gap where nobody really knows where he was. He just fucked off and did whatever he did. And then they called him back because they said, no, we need you to come back here and drive. Now, he was not Dodi Fayed's regular driver. As I mentioned earlier, Dodi Fayed had a regular driver at this hotel because, like I said, this hotel, his dad owned it. So he stayed there all the time. Um, but they got his regular driver to drive the decoy vehicle to get all of the paparazzi to follow that car because they recognized his driver. So they thought that that would work. So they got Henri Paul, the second guy. They're like, you come in here and drive and we'll sneak out the back. Now, the big thing about it was that how drunk was uh, Henri Paul at the time. So they did um, a blood test on him, allegedly. And it appeared that he was over, was about three times the French legal limit or double the British legal limit, uh, if you're, you know. Um, so there was that. They also found out later that he was on antidepressants, a couple of different antidepressants, which also might have interfered with the alcohol. But that was from the blood test. Conspiracy theorists, though, point out that there is CCTV footage from inside of the hotel which shows Henri Paul walking around um, very shortly before he got into, you know, got behind the wheel of the car. Now, I saw this CCTV footage, and I will say that he does appear to be sober. I mean, he's not stumbling around. He's not, I mean, three times the legal limit, that's kind of a lot. There is a stage where he squats down and ties his shoes, like both of his shoes, and then he's like talking to people and stuff. And then he just walks over there. He's not stumbling. He's not, because if I was three times the legal limit, I don't think I'd be able to squat down and tie my shoes. That's for fucking sure. But, you know, it could be, maybe he was just um, drank a lot and he was like used to it. I don't really know. But so that's kind of what a lot of the conspiracy theorists say. It's like, well, you see the CCTV footage just like minutes before they left. And he doesn't look like he's inebriated like at all. Which I will agree, he does not. He's not stumbling around. He's not doing anything like Shit, that. I could be loaded. But yeah, so like I said, if people hold their liquor differently. Yeah. Like I've seen you walk around normal. It's like just, just because I would be that be drunk and I wouldn't shit, be able yeah. to tie my shoes doesn't yeah. mean that other people couldn't yeah. do it. You know what I'm saying? I, I could be loaded and drive perfectly. And other people <laughs> could say, dude, man, you're driving good. I say, yeah. Now there have been times where I couldn't. Yeah. Okay. Like back when we came back from that strip club one time. It was like driving, looking through a t toilet paper tube, man. I, I can't believe I made it back. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, fuck. That was uh, that was quite a night. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I'm just saying that they've done. They did the blood test, and after the uh, you know, those results were questioned, they actually did tests on like the vitreous eye fluid, which is supposed to be more, you know, accurate. And they're like, yeah, they concluded that he was pretty drunk there too. Even though, like I said, the CCTV footage, he doesn't look drunk on that. 
Um, at least some of the other people that were working there that night said, well, we didn't see him drink anything or he didn't appear to be super inebriated. But like I said, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. And the thing about it was that, um, you know, after he went off duty, I don't think he hung around. I think he went somewhere else. So he maybe could have gone someplace else and drank or, you know, they didn't see him drink. I think they only saw him drink like a couple of drinks. Which, you know, but you don't know how many he was drinking before that. So I don't know. But that was kind of another point of contention was that they're like, oh, well, he wasn't drunk and they said he was. Because another thing that happened, and this came out in 2006, was that Lord Stevens, who was kind of like the head cop dude person, he had actually uh, had a meeting with Henri Paul's parents, who were quite elderly at that time. And he allegedly specifically told them, oh, we're not going to pin this on your son. It's like he wasn't drunk, all this other stuff. But then like later on, they're like, oh, yeah, he was totally hammered. And he was probably what caused the accident. He wasn't totally blamed because they said, well, he was driving fast and stuff like because the paparazzi were after him. Because I don't know if you know this, but uh, the French police at the scene arrested seven of the photographers for and they tried to charge him with manslaughter. But it ended up, like, not getting... And I think, too, they tried to charge them with, um, like, not rendering aid. Because they just kind of stood around and took pictures of the wreckage without yeah. helping anybody uh, for a little while. So the, so some of the um, photographers and shit did get arrested. Seven of them did. But um, they ended up getting off, like, without any charges and shit like that. But it was kind of a fucked up situation all around. So, but yeah, so they made much of the fact that Lord Stevens had told Henri Paul's parents, oh, we're not going to, you know, essentially we're not going to throw your son under the bus. We're not saying that he was the one that caused it and stuff like that. But then when the inquest results came out, the results were, well, he was really, really drunk and he was driving really fast and he lost control of the car. So they were kind of pinning it on him. So a lot of conspiracy theories will point that out too. It's like, well, why did he tell the parents that? I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to make them feel better, you know? And then he's like... Well, never mind. <laughs> or maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't know. And like I said, he was just trying to make sure. I don't really know how that uh, all happened. Man, I think I'm going to have to take some of that damn fucking nose medicine. What happened? I don't know. It's all getting all stuffed up. I'm going to take one of those antihistamines. We'll be back in a second. Okay. Got a pill. Yeah, Allison said, uh, you can build up a hell of a tolerance. Yeah, and I had thought, and I mean, this is, again, alleged... Um, that Henri Paul, I'm, I'm not saying he was an alcoholic, but a lot of people said that he drank quite a bit. Um, so the more that you drink, the more of a tolerance that you build up. So me seeing him walk around on the CCTV, like it just acting like normal. I was like, yeah, to me that looks normal. And if I had drunk as much as they say that he drunk, yeah, I'd probably be like flopping around and running into walls and stuff. But other people are not me. Like, you know, so maybe he was like really hammered and he just didn't look like it. I don't really know. Um, you know, but that's, that's the thing. Like the other guy, like Trevor Reese Jones, um, there's also CCTV footage and it's kind of like fucked up to watch it. There's also CCTV footage in the Ritz, which was just like a couple hours, maybe not even a couple hours before the accident happened where all four of them are in a, um, an elevator, like in the hotel. And Trevor Reese Jones said that at that point he didn't, smell any alcohol like on Henri Paul's breath or anything like that and he's just like well that's just something you wouldn't have done you wouldn't have got like super fucked up like that like while you're on the job but like I said he wasn't on the job he had kind of clocked off and then was called back because they're like oh we decided to go somewhere 
you know, and we need you to drive. But I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know how much he drunk. But like I said, blood alcohol, vitreous eye, everything like that said he was three times over the legal limit, which is a lot, which is a lot. And he was driving super fast, apparently. Um, now, okay, so there was this other guy, too, and this is kind of related. There was this other guy named Richard Tomlinson, and he used to work for MI6. And uh, I will say at first that he was eventually uh, fired from MI6 and um, also later served uh, a few months in prison for, uh, you know, breaching the Official Secrets Act. So there's that. So we don't know how trustworthy he is. But he said um, when they were doing the French inquiry in 1999 that MI6 had been involved in the crash and that he had proof of this, he said, and he would provide it to the judge, like at the inquiry. Now, he also had told the BBC that Henri Paul, the guy driving the car, was working for uh, the security services and that one of Dinah's bodyguards, um, either Trevor Reese Jones, who was in the car, or another guy named Kess Wingfield, um, was a British intelligence contact. Now, this guy also said, oh, that MI6 had been, like, surveilling Diana before she died. Now, he said, too, and we'll get into this in a little bit, too. He said that they were going to kill her in the same way, like, when he was in MI6, he said they had this plan to assassinate um, Slobodan Milosevic yeah. um, by, like, flashing lights at the car and, like, causing the driver to freak out like yeah so they had this whole plan to do that and make it look like an accident and so well no yeah i'll get to that but he just said he's like yeah i saw the plans for that and it's like they decided they were going to kill diana the same way now a a few years after that in 2008 this guy's at the other inquest and he says then he suddenly like walks it back a little bit oh maybe you guys misunderstood me or i didn't remember it right um, no, I don't think Henri Paul was really an MI6 agent, but, um, he did, like, he was an informant for them. Like, that's what he said. So I was like, he's walking it back a little bit, because maybe he's afraid he's going to get in trouble. This is, like, several years later. Um, now, after this happened, after these allegations, all of the, um, the people involved in the inquiry, the Operation Paget, they let them go into MI5 and MI6, and apparently gave them, like, just... Like, look whatever you want. We don't have anything to hide. So they let him, like, look in there, apparently. Like, that's what they said. Anyway. So they go and they look in there, and um, they didn't really find anything that that suggested that Henri Paul, like, worked for them uh, in any capacity. And also, they did find the, the kind of memo that he was talking about, about the whole uh, Milosevic thing. He said what it was, was back in 1993, somebody somewhere had just written, it, was, it wasn't like a plan or anything, it was just like a memo, like, hey, I got an idea or something. It's like, um, yeah, we're going to assassinate somebody, and it wasn't even Milosevic, it was some other guy, like in Serbia, I don't know who it was. But it's like, we're going to assassinate this other guy, um, but it didn't have anything to do with like flashing lights at the driver or anything like that. Although that was another thing, we'll get into that later, because that's another conspiracy theory about the whole flashing lights thing. But yeah, so that's where he got the idea from, but... They, they found that that wasn't really, uh, didn't really have anything to back it up. Um, also, they discovered that this guy, Tomlinson, had been writing a book. Um, and they found a draft of his book that he had written 
1996. And he actually referred to this memo that he was talking about where they were assassinating this uh, Serbian person. But he didn't mention anything about, oh, and they also said they were going to use this on Diana or use that on something else, which he did claim later. So they were like, well, why didn't you say it back then? Then it's not in your book. So there we go. Um, also, they had an anonymous uh, informant who did work for MI6 that said um, that MI6, as far as they were aware, did not have any files on Dodi Fayed, or did not have any files on the princess. They were not watching either one of them. And they didn't have anything to do with it, and they didn't know what they were talking about. So, like I said, that could be bullshit, but that's what they—that's what the anonymous source said anyway. That they called Miss X actually. Now, this Tomlinson person was actually arrested by the French in 2006, um, just regarding this whole situation. And as I said, he did do five months in prison later on for—not for that, but for you know other shit that he lied about, shit like that. So one of the reasons. Uh, so let's talk about Dodi Fayette a little bit. Because one of the reasons that a lot of people think that Diana was murdered was because of this relationship. Uh, I think this is probably like the main reason. And I think one of the um, things that people point to the most is that probably she was pregnant or she was going to marry this dude. Now, uh, so here's the thing. Like a lot of them have said, and uh, Dodi Fayette's father has said this as well. He's like, they didn't like, the royal family did not like the idea of Diana dating a Muslim, uh, an Egyptian Muslim, and having a baby with him that maybe would be like next in line for the throne. Do you know what I mean? Bullshit. Right. So, yeah, well, there's a couple things like against that, though. Yeah. Like, she wasn't married to that dude anymore. Yeah, one, That's she wasn't married to that dude anymore. Yeah. Two, uh, prior to her going out with Dodi Fayed, she had dated another Muslim man, uh, a surgeon, for two years. And reportedly, the royal family had absolutely no problem with it. Um, and Charles even gave it his blessing because they were actually talking about getting married, but then it didn't work yeah. out. The British royal family is, is heavily intertwined with the royal families of Saudi Arabia. They're almost like business partners. Been going on for a long time. They don't care about that. If you have money, you're a player. Yeah, they don't really. They don't care about ethnic groups or races. That's no. They don't really care about that. I mean, they did say like the man that Diana was dating prior to Dodi Fayed. um, He did say that he got a lot of hate mail from (sighs) members of the British public because, of course, he did. But. Nobody ever said anything about the royal family being shitty to him. Mm. And they, and like I said, they were, um, they, they seemed to like, yeah, if you want to marry him, that's okay. You know what I mean? Rich people don't care what your race are. They just care if you're rich. They date each other. I mean, pretty much. And I can tell you this from personal experience. My fucking uncle, CW3 Frost, he was in Task Force 160 Special Operations Aviation when he fucking retired I hung out with him up at Fort Cabell when I was stationed there. When he retired, he became a private helicopter pilot and bodyguard to a very rich dude in Dubai. And I'm here through family connections of the shit that goes down there. It, no, they don't care about, no, he's Muslim. They, don't give a shit. they only care about if you're fucking rich. And these dudes were. And these dudes are rich, then there you go. 
Yeah. I mean, Dodie Fayed yeah. was Muslim, but he was like right. super rich. He and was a movie producer, and his dad big, was a billionaire. There's a big, big difference between a rich family from Saudi Arabia or UAE or fucking Egypt or Dubai. Big difference between them and, say, a poor family from fucking Morocco. Big difference. All right. They don't even look the same. They're like two different species. Uh, but no, they, the rich people all rub elbows. You know, If you're rich and powerful, then you're in the club. And those people yeah. are all in the club. So, no, yeah. they haven't had a problem I'm with not, that. Like I said, I'm not saying like you know the British royal family isn't shitty in other ways. And I and I kind of feel like um, Meghan Markle got like a shit ton of uh, grief yeah. as well. But at least accord, at least in this era, at least according to everybody that was involved, and I'm not so much talking about Dodie Fayette, I was talking about the dude she was dating prior to that, who, yeah. like I said, she dated for two years. Um, <laughs> nobody really seemed to have a problem with him, no. other than some members of the British public who sent him hate mail. Yeah. But, um, but the royals didn't give a shit about it. They didn't seem to. No. Uh, so I will give them that. Mm. Because, like I said, he had money. Uh, so I think he was yeah. from Pakistan. Yeah. I think, if I'm remembering yeah, I, correctly. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying that, yeah. <clears throat> they, they only care if you have money and power. High Desert said that's the royal family didn't like Meghan Markle because she was from a middle class nobody family. Yeah, yeah maybe not so much because of the racial right. thing, maybe, maybe because she they thought she was a commoner. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Can't I'm gonna get that. into some shit later on. They're talking about MI6 and fucking yeah shit special operations. Don't forget. I'm gonna talk about it later. My mom was State Department. And did a bunch of wild shit at the consulate in Brazil. That's how I got to Brazil. That fucking helped me in my military career later on. And I was raised in a military academy, Southern California Military Academy in California. Some of the listeners are guys I went to school with. When people think of CIA and fucking MI6 and everything they have, they're thinking James Bond and Douglas. That is not who those people are. No. I know some CIA agents back from those days and you would never suspect them when you looked at them. What, you think it'd be dudes that look like me or fucking David, Daniel Craig or some shit like that? No. No. I knew two of them. One was a fat dude who fucking terrible physical fitness and the other one was an old lady with fucking extremely crooked teeth. You would never expect, suspect that person as being a fucking spy. Well, that's exactly it, why never. they're a spy. Yeah. Because no one would suspect No one them. would suspect you. And you go uh, around being all suave and everybody right. recognizing you and stuff and calling attention to yourself. That's bad spying. Now, recently, <laughs> shit that's been happening in Afghanistan and Iraq, CIA's performed some wet work down there. Wet work means killing people. But they use an army dude as a contractor to do it. And it's usually a pretty easy mission. You don't really need James Bond to do it. Closest dude to James Bond ever I've ever fucking know of. The close, er, and I know the deal is a dude I was in the army with named Timothy Vavakius. I can show you guys pictures of me and him together in our fucking yearbook up the 506. He ended up running an international band of mercenaries that worked for Central and South American governments as death squads. And the CIA was also involved. He's in prison right now. He'll be out in a fucking couple years. He did, he's doing time for a plotting to assassinate a fucking DEA agent. He's well known, I can fucking, you can Google his name, Tim Vampakius. I, I grew up with him, good guy. And when he was fucking doing that shit, 
in my circles, they would they were putting out job applications. Good thing I didn't get involved in that shit. But yeah, and then when he got popped, we found out more about him. But I still love Tim. Fucking, we came up together, and if yeah, okay, he was targeted. He and his group targeted a DEA agent. There was a reason. There had to have been. And and his clients were always Central and South American governments. And he also helped train those fucking Mexican drug cartels. He and his group, which that's enough because they're part of the governments too of Mexico. But how do you think those senators got elected? How do you think? It's a lot dirtier than you think. Okay, but anyway, this thing about CIA, or excuse me, fucking MI6 trying to kill Princess Di because she married, it just doesn't jive with my experience of what they're interested in. They wouldn't give a shit about that. Well, and Sebastian just made the point, and this is why I don't know why a lot of conspiracy theorists are hung up on the whole pregnancy angle. Because if Diana had a child with Dodie, the child wouldn't be in line to the throne. Exactly. Right. She already had two kids with Charles, and both of those kids, as far as I right. know, were Charles's kids. They would be in line, right? Right. So it's like if she, right. they were divorced, she went off they, and married somebody else and had a kid. That would absolutely not give a fuck. matter to anything. They would not or give, anybody. A, give a fuck. They would be so down the totem pole for eligibility because right. it would go to who is blood relative. And right now, her and Charles be, already had two sons. It would be the two two sons, and then if. Fucking, uh, if those two were died or d- didn't make it, it would be somebody else in the family. They would fucking go for dukes and shit like that. They wouldn't right. go for kids she had from a marriage pro- after that. She, right. No, no. Yeah, it wouldn't even be a consideration. No, that's not how lineage So that's works. why I don't really get why. Right. Like I said, it would be more believable to me if she'd still been married to him. And, like, she was having an affair with the dude. And, like, oh, maybe she was pregnant. Even then, I still don't think they would have gone that far. But it would have been more understandable. Like, I don't know why they would care. Like, years later, she's dating some other dude. And she wasn't pregnant, at least uh, according to the autopsy. They're just like, no, she wasn't. But, um, and she, uh, you know, she would have said it, like, to her friends and shit like that. They did blood tests. They did all that kind of stuff. And it's like there was they didn't find anything. So it's like, but even if she was... That wouldn't have made them kill her because it wouldn't have mattered. She wasn't, and she was no longer, like, in consideration. Like, her children would have known. High Desert said, I think all CIA agents look like Tom. No. <laughs> no. Old well, women, they're, just, they're just imagining that. <laughs> old women with bad teeth and fat dudes with the ribald and... No. The, their whole thing is camouflage. And it's just information. They're not fighters. They're not killers or anything like that. If they... If they ever need anything like that done, they use civilian contractors. A lot of them from mercenary types and and gangster types. That's what they would use. That's what they've been using. And then if it's gangsters and shit, they don't even know who they're working for. They won't tell them. They just go to the mob and put a hit out for another guy. And then the guy that does the hit, they they don't know who that was or who paid for it. So that's what you want to use. Why would you use somebody that knew what was going on? Yeah. Yeah. Totally deniable. Mr. 88 said, Money may matter more than race, but race is not inconsequential. Successful people from India tend to be rabidly racist against their children marrying Mm. non-Indians. Yeah, it's definitely still a thing. Well, caste system down there. Yeah, so it might be more of a consideration there, I feel like. Right. It's more of a big deal. 
If I mean, not, I'm not saying it's not a big deal everywhere because it is, but I think in India it's like way more of a big my deal. My understanding is that if you're Brahmin, they want you to marry another Brahmin. If it's not a Brahmin, it's okay. It, it, the, 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 if it's not a Brahmin, a, a non-Brahmin, the best of the non-Brahmins would be some kind of an Anglo. Because they evidently have some of that in them already. But that, that was just that's just what I was told. I don't know if that's true. Anglo-American or somebody from England or an Australian, that's okay. Or not as bad as anybody else. Because there, there was interbreeding going on with the English and the Brahmins, evidently. For, you know, because in, India was part of the British Empire. Michael says, it was the paparazzi and had an accident. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to concede that Henri Paul was probably pretty drunk, too, and he was speeding, trying to get away from the paparazzi. So I think they were probably both culpable. But like I said, it was just a stupid accident. It could happen to anybody. Just because she was a princess, that doesn't mean they don't get in car accidents. Everybody does. And in fact, that's probably the most dangerous thing. It's why I don't like to, you know, I, I'm scared of being in an accident because I feel like that's probably the most likely thing that would happen to me. Um, Zach asked me, what the old lady do as a spy? Spies... Watch, listen, and report. That's all they do. Read newspapers and report. Yeah, you don't need to be like running around like Daniel yeah. Craig or nothing, yeah. like running around on buildings and blowing shit yeah. up and everything like that. It's mostly just gathering information. Yeah. And anybody can do that. Right. And then they're also, they befriend key foreigners and bribe them. All right, that's another thing. Bribery. So she meets a guy, he works for another government or some kind of company befriends him and then comes out and says look I work for some people that are offering you a, can offer you a certain amount of money and protection if anything goes wrong if this and this we just want this and this from you and I'll give you $20,000 right now that's what they're doing that's how it actually that's how they actually work yeah it's not as it's not as sexy as it no, is in the movies no. <laughs> bribery that's that's mostly what it's like about. I said all it is is gathering information you're yeah. supposed to get like actionable right. intelligence another thing is the, what your job is another thing that the CIA does is by they, whatever means necessary they infiltrate other government offices like the State Department yeah or too. the Army and they're in there as an as a, just an employee but they're listening to what everybody is saying all right and it if anybody says anything out of line they report that so they're kind of like rats too yeah to make sure that there aren't any moles in the in, in the agent or pe in, in the agency. In other words, there aren't any moles in a department or people that are working against the interests of, I guess, the CIA. I don't trust them. I wouldn't trust them. I think the CIA is a fiefdom that they control themselves and that they're out for their own thing because they have the ability to fucking basically steal carte blanche to make money, black funding including drug dealing and human trafficking. They can make money from that and keep it and buy houses with it. I, would, I don't trust them at all. I don't think there should be a CIA. Neither did JFK, and he ended up getting shot in the head. Okay. Allison said uh, they wear wigs to disguise them like Jenny. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. I'm a Secret Service agent. Bitch. That's why I wear all these wigs. Really, it's just because my hair looked fucked up. <laughs> Michael says the only true conspiracy out there is Katy Perry is jumping at Ramsey grown up. I've never heard that one. Uh, we'll have to like look into that as a show. Yeah, Victor says if William and Harry died, the next in line would have been Prince Andrew. Yeah, 
Now it's Charles, then William, then William's son George, then his daughter. Yeah, so I don't really get this whole thing. I don't get why it would matter. Like, why if she'd had a baby with with somebody. But she wasn't pregnant, though. I mean, at least according to everything I ever read. Michael said, do you guys ever wear regular clothes? Like some J. Crew shit or this something? This is our regular clothes. No, we, fuck we, no. We do not. Fuck no. Well, we'll yeah, like up. I said, that's that's a good answer. These yeah. are our regular yeah, clothes. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't about? have any regular clothes. Yeah. So it's like, so I get in a, I, I get in a bit of a pinch. It's not <laughs> usual that I have yeah. to, like, wear any normal clothes for any reason whatsoever. But if I do, I'm kind of in trouble because I don't really have anything. Closest thing I have to what you would maybe think would be regular clothes is shit that looks like paramilitary uniforms. I wear a lot of fucking tactical pants. Do I have any normal boots, clothes? Fucking just, cause, but that's not I don't think I have weird to clothes. me. That's my version of work clothes. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, but we I don't, don't... wouldn't wear that anywhere. I wear that around the house mowing lawns and shit. Because I kind of wonder sometimes if, like, um,. Some people think that goth people, that's like a costume or something. It's not it's a like, costume. It's not. That's no. just like, that's their clothes. <laughs> they, just, they just wear that all the time. Even like the, even pajamas and like shit like that, it always has like that kind of flair to it. Because that's what you yeah. pick out. Yeah. Like we, I have, I have workout clothes and stuff like that, but it's all black and it's all gray. like has like skulls yeah. on it and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. We don't own any of the clothes you're talking about. I don't own anything. Like, I really don't. This has been going on for decades. I really don't. <laughs> this has been going on since we were... I don't, I don't have any, like, peach-colored polar shirt. I don't have no. anything like that. No. Nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. No, so, so if somebody, we, like, came up with something, hey, put on some normal clothes, I would not be able to. Yeah, I don't we, have anything. And we, what the thing is, is this is normal clothes. Yeah, for us, so, this is, like, normal yeah. clothes. We don't think about it. That's just what my clothes look like. I'm just in my sex outfit right now. Yeah, that's but it's the, the same thing as the it's the fucking same thing. Oh, he's doing it again. He's I'm gonna do it again. Jim didn't like me, fucking grandstand. <laughs> it's the same thing as the fucking what a pro wrestler would wear. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a wrestler. It's like a wrestler's outfit. It's not revealing or anything. Victor says y'all should do next week's shows in Dallas Cowboys jerseys. We'd have to buy them though. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not paying money we for don't that have shit. That shit. Yeah, I don't have any. I'm not into the sports ball situation. Right. I would not. I would not waste. No, any money I can't stand sports ball. No, I can't either. So uh, yeah, I don't even like that whole. I don't like that whole culture. I don't it's like that whole fake. anything. Yeah, like fake that. masculinity. I'm gonna fucking tell you all something. Uh oh. What sports ball actually is? Is it's white males fucking idolizing and kind of lusting after black males? It's I kinda gay feel, as shit. I kind of feel like there is an aspect. It's of that. gay as shit. I, most people would deny it, but... Oh, yeah, that's exactly what that is. I'm seeing that shit, and I'm going, like, why aren't these white dudes watching these black dudes fucking run around and do all this shit? Fucking these black dudes are grabbing each other's Because they love that ass, ass, that's why. And then they're, they're grabbing each other's asses. They're fucking smacking each other. They're playing with balls. It's, I it just comes, and then, then they're, like, talking about how fast that guy is. And, how, and I'm just looking at these fucking dudes, these fat, out-of-shape fucking white dudes, and I'm going, like, you want to you blow that dude, don't you? See, but they're and not allowed to say that. To say they that. have to express it in other ways. There's an attraction, but that's there. what they mean. It's okay. You can say it. Look, Matt. Me and Jan okay. are fucking in the sex industry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's okay. Most of our clients are bi. I fucking know. I, I can see it in dudes when they're like fucking watching too closely on these motherfuckers. If you are a black ball player, those fucking white dudes up there with their wives are <laughs> lusting over you. Probably they just don't realize it. They're they're in denial of it. I kind of feel like it's bisexual. Shit. But like I said, it's it's okay. 
It's okay. It's just that they, okay. go ahead and admit it what it is. That's well, what I mean. Just the admit NFL it. didn't okay. come out and say it was gay. It's, dude, it's it does okay. all the fucking. It's okay. And even at the Oasis, that biker club, they got dudes from the north, uh, northern Yankee and fucking dudes watching the damn ball game, and they're gay as fuck watching that shit. Yeah. You look at them, and I'm just looking at these it's dudes. It's all right. And to, compared to me, these are women. All right, these dudes. <laughs> so they're like old women, and they're just fucking watching these fucking. Strong, fast, powerful black dudes, and they're just fucking totally into this shit. And I'm going like, if those dudes appeared here now, you'd be the center of a fucking gangbang, an IR gay gangbang. And those dudes, they would relent. I could just tell. They'd be like, oh yeah, oh, this is fucking great. They'd probably be and they'd be talking like, about the dude's score why he's. Oh, and they'd like discovered something new about themselves. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. right? Sports are gay as shit. Just I ask any gay dude. Like I said, I don't they're have any problem with like, look, whatever yeah. weird fetish or anything. Like, yeah. As long as you're not hurting anybody, like, just admit it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. That's why. That's why I wouldn't want to go back in time uh, to when I was younger because a lot of times, like, it wasn't okay. Like, you couldn't yeah. tell people that, but now you can, and no one really gives yeah. a shit. I came from the real sports, <laughs> U.S. Army infantry shit. That would be gay paradise, actually. But we weren't even aware of it. Just fucking a bunch of bonding and fuck shit. We're gonna, we're all gonna die together. Fuck it, you know. They're gonna kill us. And uh, some of the best friendships I've ever fucking had. And no, it's it wasn't sexual. But it's like living on a monastery. You're a bunch of fucking warrior fucking yeah. warrior priests, you know. But no, fucking to this day, gentle tell you, fucking we, like my fucking ag. I was a 60-gunner. He was my AG, fucking Sparks. He, he's married and everything. got kids. Married a fucking beautiful black woman. And he's still like my fucking brother. Yeah. I know when his house burned down, his dogs died. They, you know, we got oh, man, social media. They, so I talked I talk to Chif- Miguel Chifino. My, he, he's like my other brother from California. He was a Chicano. And fucking, we'd call each other up and we would annihilate motherfuckers over over each other. Because we love each other. Yeah. You know. Like I said. We grew up together, basically. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So. I don't understand why people get so. It's like a mafia. I don't understand why people get so weird about that Well, what it is, I think some of these civilian dudes who are sports fans are actually kind of displacing this desire. They wish they had that shit. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. They wish they had those relationships with dudes. Yeah. Like a, and they a, don't. a fucking like a tight brotherhood. Yeah. So their their closest thing is to admire it through the sports. Dudes but should I'm, have really close friendships. Right. Yeah. Well, just yeah. like women should have close friendships. Well, everybody should have yeah, close friendships. Exactly. Period. Exactly. But you know what I mean. Exactly. We're just helping y'all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it it is not exactly as it appears, and there there's deeper rooted. Yeah. Primitive instincts happening and things. I agree. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go to the restroom. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So I can actually... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Poe says, but Ranger panties, totally hetero. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Oh. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, Tom. I, oh, I ain't scared. <laughs> He's not scared. I ain't scared. What? Shit, man, fucking, we stream together. Our job is to help dudes jack off. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking... The thing I like about Tom is yeah. that... He's like aggressively hetero, but also he's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I don't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. He's not threatened no, by. He doesn't do that weird me. like, yeah. you know, you know how some straight dudes would be like, ooh, no homo. It's like Tom doesn't give a shit about. No, I don't give a fuck. He doesn't give a shit about any of that. So I was like, so I like that. I like that. He's not afraid of like looking like, oh my god, I'm gonna look like I'm gay or something. Like he doesn't care about that. And I was like, that's good. That's because you shouldn't care. You shouldn't care. 
it's nobody else's business and <laughs> you shouldn't care. I don't understand why people care. Uh, like I said, it's a lot better now in that regard than it used to be because we grew up in the 80s and that shit sucked, kind of. You couldn't, you had to be like a specific thing. You had to look a specific way. You had to be a specific way. Otherwise, people would say shit about you. You know what I mean? They still do that now. I'm not saying that, but it's different. It's different. <laughs> Picture says, I'm at a dude's and I just say no homo for decades. So. <laughs> I hope you do because that's fucking hilarious. That's hilarious. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, Poe says, you cannot say Tom lacks a sense of humor. Again, so that's what I'm saying. Honestly, I think that is probably my favorite thing about him is that he every single day he makes me fucking laugh about something. He's hilarious. You know what I mean? He's crazy, but he's also hilarious. Like the the shit he comes up with is just like so fucking funny because he doesn't care and he doesn't have a filter at all. He'll just like shoot off whatever crosses his brain. He'll just it'll come out of his mouth and it's just like super funny. Like sometimes it's fucked up, but it's usually like pretty funny, you know. So, uh, so yeah. So again, I kind of feel like, okay. So the whole reason why they had this whole thing about her being pregnant, which she wasn't, at least according to the autopsy, they're like, look, we checked, we checked her, the, you know, they checked the body and this is indelicate, but they checked the body. They also did because people were not believing that they even checked the blood. This is fucked up, but they even checked the blood that was in the car, like her blood that was in the car. You know what I mean? They checked that too, like for pregnancy hormones. We didn't see anything. They also interviewed all her friends and all her friends said, yeah, no, she wasn't pregnant. She would have told us. It's like she was still on birth control. She was still having her period, you know, like everybody said. And like, you know, so, you know, they knew. And so there wasn't any of that. So kind of related to that was another thing where, well, even if she wasn't pregnant, she was going to marry this dude. And one of the things that they point out is that that night, like before they died, like that day before she died, that um, Dodi Fayed had gone to um, the jewelers, like around there. Uh, what is it called? Raposi? Raposi? I guess I'm pronouncing that right. He went to the jewelry store and bought, he didn't take it home, but apparently, allegedly, he like picked out a ring or two rings. Now, again, um, one, they hadn't been dating that long. I think seven weeks was as long as they had known each other, which seems a little soon to be asking somebody to marry you. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's that. Um, and Diana had expressed to several of her friends that she was not, I mean, she, she hadn't said anything about wanting to marry him particularly or um i think one of the quotes that she gave to one of her friends was i need marriage like i need a rash on my face so she wasn't real uh down with the situation uh and i think she had even said oh if he asked me to marry him you know i'm not gonna do that shit because i don't need that shit again which you know is understandable so you know i i don't know how that was all going i don't even know if those were supposed to be engagement rings now he did not go to the jewelry store and buy them that night though he did go in there they have footage of him on the cctv and he might have picked some shit out but it looked like one of the employees at the ritz at the hotel had kind of selected one and then like kind of picked it out and like put it aside but nobody took it home actually like dodi fayad's dad 
bought it later, like the one he had picked it out. Because I think that they picked it out, and it's like, oh, they're going to have it resized like they do with rings, and then they'll come back and pick it up later. But obviously they died that night, so they didn't do it. So a lot of people were kind of like, oh, well, he was going to ask her to marry him, and then they were going to announce the engagement on the Monday. Like, But, you know, they got killed. But as I said, I don't... Maybe... But I don't know. Diana didn't seem to know anything about it. She had spoken to some of her friends over the, you know, in the days before she died. And she didn't say anything about, oh, some big announcement coming or nothing like that. So if he was planning to do that, one, it seemed a little premature because they hadn't known each other that long. And two, she didn't really seem to have any inkling of it. She didn't really seem to want to get married again, at least at that juncture. So I'm not really sure how that would happen. And again, I'm not really sure why... Her getting married, just like her getting pregnant, would have um, necessitated the royal family having her killed. That seems a little out there. Yeah. And like I said, it's there just doesn't really seem to be any reason for it. Because like I said, she was no longer in line for the throne. There was nothing. She'd already had yeah. kids with Charles. Yeah. You know, it, it was a done deal. VP Pose, and they're saying the assassination theory YP, doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem like there's... No. And, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, the rich people don't have people bumped off. They do. Yeah. But I'm just saying that in this situation, it really didn't seem like... If they had wanted to do that to her, they would have done it a lot earlier, I feel. Like, when and she was... And they would have done it the way we would And they would have done it, like, kind of secret. In a way that you never suspected it. It would have looked like suicide. Yeah, see, I'm not saying that they didn't have... I mean, there was a lot of uh, resentment. There was a lot of, um, you know, contention between them. Uh, the royal family never liked her. She's, like I said, she spoke very openly about uh, the problems that she had with Charles. She wasn't like the other royals, uh, and they didn't like that because they kind of like to keep everything close to the vest, you know what I mean? And they didn't like her just out there, like, being all normal and genuine and stuff. And so there was a lot of, um, and there was a lot made, too, of, like, the fucking queen after Diana died. And I remember this happened, and I remember there was, like, a huge fucking outcry about it. Because, like I said, I was in my 20s, like, when this happened. This was 1997. Um, the queen did not make a statement about her death until five days after the accident, which is not a good look, gonna say. Um, everybody knew that they didn't get along, but that's still kind of fucked up. The queen's still alive, isn't she? No, she's dead. She died. She died a couple years ago. Then. Well, yeah, Char lived... Charles is king now. Yeah, because she because she lived a long, long time. She was in her nineties. She was coming up to hundred. Well, she? that's what happens when you have all the money. Yeah. They'll just take care of your ass. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, but yeah, so I did think that was kind of fucked up and a lot of people were like, hmm, looking askance. Um, but I don't think it was any big secret in the UK that like Diana and the royal family did not get along, you know, but it was still pretty fucked up. It did. It wasn't good optics for the queen to wait that long after she got killed in such a horrible way. And she was so young. I mean, she was only 36 and it was fucked up that, that the queen waited so long to come out and go, well, we feel very badly about it. You know well, there I mean? may have been there may have been logistical stuff happened. Maybe, but still, <coughs> it still seems like kind of fucked up. Yeah, Victor said, "Damn." Yeah. Victor said she died last September eighth. Yeah, I knew it was like yeah. fairly recently. Yeah. So like died. a year ago. Right. She was old as shit. Yeah. 
She's like shit. one of those Skeksis. She did kind of look like that. Actually, I'm, I'm talking shit about her. When she was young, she was cute. She was actually pretty cute. She yeah, really she was cute. actually like pretty hot when she was young. She was cute even into the 70s. <laughs> yeah. So, she was a cute queen. Post says stem cell smoothies. Yeah. That might be what it is. Why they live so long. But yeah, so, like I said, even if Dodi Fayette had been planning to propose marriage, which maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, he did buy some rings uh, that night. But I don't know if they were just regular ass rings or engagement rings or I don't really know. Um, but at any rate, she didn't seem to know about it. One, two, um, she probably would have said no because they hadn't really been going out that long. And she had told some of her other friends, even if he did give me a ring, I'd put it on my other hand. You know what I mean? Like, so she wasn't like she did say something like that to one of her friends. So she wasn't like real in a real hurry, like to get married again, because, you know, the first one went kind of shitty. So for her. So. You know, but even, but like I said, even if that was the case, it wouldn't really matter because why would it matter? Like, why would they kill her over something like that? So there's that whole thing. Um, so let's get into, we talked about pregnancy already. Another thing that people bring up, uh, in regards to the whole thing being a conspiracy was that there weren't any cctv images of the actual crash and some people have found that very suspicious as though somebody knew like that they were going to turn the cameras off or like they wouldn't have any record of what actually happened or anything like that which like i said does sound kind of fishy on the surface but maybe i don't know if you look a little bit more into it it doesn't seem all that fishy so the thing about it so there were some cctv cameras this was in paris they do have CCTV cameras all over. Um, however, the ones that were inside the tunnel, they had a bunch outside the tunnel, but they were usually like facing, they were kind of at the entrance. And those ones were not maintained by the city because they were <sighs> private, like all the private businesses along there, they owned those. And most of those cameras were facing towards the entrances of the businesses because obviously they wanted to see if anyone was breaking in, right? That's why they paid for those. Now, they said they did have cameras inside the tunnel, but they didn't run them all night. It was usually kind of, I think it was like 11 p.m. They would turn them off, and they didn't really have anybody monitoring them after that time. So, you know, even though some people thought it was kind of suspicious, oh, somebody turned all the cameras off, but they are like, no, they were normally off. Because uh, this kind of happened like after midnight, like between midnight and 1 a.m. So it was just kind of like the middle of the night. And they are like, yeah, we just didn't have anybody monitoring them after that time, and we didn't record because... I guess they didn't really see any need to, and so they never had. So all the cameras in there were not working at that point. So like I said, yeah, you can kind of feel that's suspicious, but as far as I know, uh, they never had those cameras going at that time of night, so nobody thought that anything about that. So now here's the whole thing about this alleged other car. There's a little car. Uh, we don't have these in the U.S., but there's a white Fiat Uno. It's kind of a little, it kind of, when I looked at the picture, it kind of looked like a Pinto, but sort of to me. So they do know, I'm pretty sure that they know that there was a white Fiat Uno involved in the crash somehow that left the scene because one of the um, side mirrors of the Mercedes had come off and it had chips of paint on it that were from a white Fiat Uno. Like they knew that that was like the paint style that had been used on that particular car. 
So they did know that there was one involved and that it had left the scene at some point. So they were like, well, we need to find this person because maybe they had something to do with something. So they did kind of look into that. Now, it turned out, and this was, again, an allegation made by Muhammad Al-Fayed, Dodi Fayed's father. He said that um, the white Fiat was actually, uh, whoever was driving it, worked for MI6, again, um, and was deliberately driving through the tunnel and, like, you know, kind of sideswiped the Mercedes, like, to make it crash. You know what I mean? That was his allegation. Like I said, this car did exist. They did find the paint on the wreckage. But whether it was deliberate or not, I don't know. Now, the um, allegation at the time was that this car was owned by a French photojournalist whose name was Jean-Paul James Adensal. Now, according to Mohamed Al-Fayed, this was a dude who worked for some secret service or other. And he had actually taken pictures of Diana while she was in uh, Saint-Tropez in 1997, like in like a month prior to her death. Um, he was a photojournalist. He did take pictures of celebrities and shit like that. So that's not a crazy thing to say. Now, we'll get into this in a bit, but he died in kind of a suspicious way. I don't know if it's suspicious, suspicious, but it's a little bit suspicious. He did die in a suspicious way in 2000. So we'll get into that. And that was another thing that Muhammad Al-Fayed used because he's like, oh, well, somebody murdered him because he was like about to talk or some shit like that. Now, the, when they, so the um, Operation Paget did look into this whole white Unu situation. Because like I said, that car did hit them, but they don't know how much it did, you know, if it contributed to the crash or not. They just did found a little bit of paint on the mirror. Now, when they found the car that was owned by uh, Andensum, they said that when they found it, it wasn't really drivable, like in the sense that it was kind of in bad shape. Uh, it was several years old. It had 202,000 miles on it. And um, he hadn't really been taking care of it. It was just kind of like parked out in the fucking field or some shit like that. Um, and the dude's neighbor said, yeah, he has, it's just kind of been sitting there. He hasn't really been doing anything with it. Now he actually did sell the car, uh, a few months after the accident that killed Diana in October of 1997. Now, because of the condition that the car was in and, um, the fact that, uh, the dude had not really tried to cover up the fact that he had sold it. So the investigators thought, well, it's probably not, this probably wasn't the car that was in the tunnel at the time. Um, you know, as far as I know, they didn't really look that much further into it than that. They were looking for that driver because, like I said, that car was there. So the French police did spend uh, quite a while after that, like, looking for another car that might have been involved. Um, but, you know, didn't really come up with too much stuff, although we talk about another guy later on. Now, this, the dude that drove this, uh, allegedly drove this car named um, Endensom, the French police had interviewed him in uh, February of 1998, not too long after the accident, like several months after the accident. And he was able to give them uh, evidence of where he had been at the time. So it did appear that he could not have been in Paris at the time of the accident. 
uh, that he was at his house, which was, you know, almost 200 miles away. And it looked as though that held up. Now, he died in May of 2000. How he died was they found him in his car, not that one, it was a BMW. He had apparently sat in his car and set himself on fire. Damn. Which, man, if you're, if you're going to kill yourself, that is a fuck of a way to go. There's much... Terrible. There's much less painful ways yeah. if that's what you're going to do. And I'm just kind of like, that is pretty fucked up. So because that is fucked up, and that's not usually a way that people would do away with themselves. So a lot of people have said, well, he must have been murdered because he knew something about that. They did find him, and this is also real fucked up. When they found him, like he was just like in this field or whatever, and the car is burning, and they find him in there, and... His head had come off. Like, his head was in the middle of the, like, you know, where the, what do you call that thing? The thing in the middle? Where the cup holders and shit are? Uh, oh, shit, what do you call that thing? Console. Console. The yeah. center console. Console was the word I was looking for. So, yeah, they found, like, his head in there. Like, his head had come off. Um, and they did find kind of, like, a hole in his head. But they, so, some people were like, ooh, bullet hole. But they are like, well, no, they thought that it, it was maybe just from the fire. But the fact that, like I said, it seems like kind of a fucked up way to go. I'm not saying there's like a conspiracy theory or anything like that. It does appear by all, you know, uh, reports that he did kill himself. But that really does seem like a fucked up way to, to set yourself on fire. Because I'm not thinking, I don't think he shot himself first. They didn't find any, they didn't find like a firearm or anything. So he just sat in his car and fucking burned it. the worst way to go. That's what I mean. It's like, I can't Your really think of... skin falls off, you inhale the yeah. flames during all the screaming. It, it's, a, it's a slow death. Yeah, like, I can't imagine, like, why would you want to, like, death. off yourself that way? That's yeah. awful. Set yourself on fire is the, one of the worst. But I think that's why so many people, because like, he died in such a horrible way, and even though everyone said, oh, it's suicide, but everyone's like, mm, why would anybody yeah. do that to themselves? Jumping out of a window is a lot better. Yeah, you I gotta, wouldn't even do that. You like, gotta go through the fall. Yeah, the best is just drugs or drink yourself to death. That's what I, I mean. It just seems like a lot. You can take less. the end of a douchebag, the fucking hose with the fucking inserter, put that in the fucking end of a damn fifth of fucking vo vodka, hang it up, put that up in your booty. <laughs> it'll hit you so hard you'll pass out. And if that shit's in and there, it'll probably be it'll fairly kill you. pleasant. It'll kill you. Yeah. You'll pass out and it'll kill you. Dudes have done it before. Yeah. By the way, we just got a message from Bree asking if we were going to go. Friday. And I said yes. Yes, we're going Friday. Yeah. Oh, Bree loves us, you know. she going to ask him about She's, ask yeah. What's that? Are we going? No, oh, I'm not going to say Yeah, that. we're going to go. Uh, well, no, I'm not. I was going to say something else, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say anything. Yeah, she was she was hinting around about, you know, nah, I mean, I'll tell you later. I told Jen I was going to get her a girlfriend, and I found her. <laughs> nerdy and cute and everything, and then the goth stuff. She's a gothic clown. She would dress up a clown. She could be watching. She's only thing. 22, though. Yeah, she could be my daughter. She's a little young. It's a little weird. Yeah. but I like her, though. She's nice. Yeah, she's cute. But, uh, yeah, Bree's trying to get in on us, too. Well, Did you yeah. know that? Yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah, Bree. Bree wants to come. I mean, last time, we hadn't seen her in a while, and then we right. saw her yeah. a couple, few weeks ago, Yeah, and I got that impression. Well, she was talking about... Well, my boyfriend cheated on me with this chick, so I went and got it revenge on him by fucking her. 
you know, and fucking he found out. And Fair enough. Like, oh, and then he got mad? Yeah, he got mad. Why did he get he mad? Got, I don't know why he got mad. Hey, I fucking dope, turnabout's fucking fair play, feet. bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how that goes. Yeah. That's and the same shit I would do. Right. You did that shit to me, I'd go. Brie like, has a long history of. That's what I mean. Brie has a long history. I would of being, do shit despite you. Of being in throuples. Yeah. She's, she's good looking, good looking, tall, funny. She's gorgeous, actually. Yeah. She's yeah. got a kid though. He's but he you know he's grown. Yeah, the kid's not he's like a grown. little kid. He's grown. He's, he's yeah. older. He's twelve, I think. Yeah. Victor says your head coming off is not good. Trust me, I'm a nurse. Right. <laughs> that Tammy yeah. said, thanks, wasn't sure myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you might want to get that looked at, yeah. <laughs> your head falling off and everything. But yeah, um, apparently what he did was he went, he sat in the car, like, covered the car with gasoline, and then, like, lit a cigar, and, yeah. like, let it, I was just like, whoa. Maybe some people are just, like, fucking masochist, man, but I don't know. But I that's how he one, did it. I've only heard of one person, another person personally in my sphere that set themselves on fire. That's fucked up. And uh, when I was living in Boston, in that apartment at Winter Hill, this is after the time I saw fucking, what's his name, fucking Lefty Bulger? Is that his name? Whitey. Whitey Bulger. Yeah, I saw the guy, I saw Whitey Bulger and his fucking crew uh, unloading some stuff out of a fucking where, uh, out of a fucking candy shop that's now gone because I looked for it. <laughs> I befriended a couple that lived across from me in, in my apartment. And she was a, basically a, like a, some kind of a health and welfare type person. She took care of mental outpatients. Uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I'd, it would take me a while to remember it. Um, she, was, she was a nice lady. Probably about 10 years older than me at the time. She was taking care of an outpatient that had been sexually abused by her father and other people. And... Uh, Something happened to her. She couldn't take it anymore. She got on top of her fucking bed with a five-gallon can of gasoline and poured it all over the bed and set herself on fire. And unfortunately, burned down about most of the floor she was on too. See, she that's burned another up extra people's shit. Right. That's you know didn't kill anybody else, but burned up all their shit. That's why I would never yeah. do that. It just seems like um, yeah. too much. There's just too much. Um, possibility that something would go right. wrong and somebody else would get hurt and I would never do that. So so I asked her, I said, what? why the fuck that method? And she said, usually what happens is, is with them is that they want the suffering because they feel yeah, they deserve I get it. it. I get They're it. trying to purge themselves. Oh, and I said, well, what do you mean? Well, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, she was doing this with her dad but it went on for a long time. And she was, she felt that she was involved in it, that this was... Yeah, and well, then, and then afterwards that she happens felt guilty about a lot with, um, yeah. with girls that, uh, that have that kind of abuse it's that like go on for a long time. Syndrome. Well, it's yeah. almost, but you kind of get the fact that you're, like, complicit. Yeah, right. So you feel, like, really guilty about it. Right. Like, it's like, well, I allowed it to happen, so I must have wanted it to happen. Like, I get it. Yeah. Because, well, like I said, in general, and this is just a generalization... But uh, in general, women do pl tend to blame themselves yeah. for whatever happens, whether it's possible that it's their fault or not. Yeah. So um, oh, that, that's why we're so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The only person I've ever heard of is between but, friends that set themselves on fire. I mean, so, it does happen. Like, it does happen. So People, from what she said, setting yourself on fire is a fucking bad sign of guilt. Yeah. Based on what she Which said. I get. I get it. 
Um, and I think, like I said, that's what kind of fueled the, exp- the uh, conspiracy theories about this guy because they're like, well, one, if he did do himself in by doing that, it's like, oh, he must have been really guilty because he was involved, but he didn't want to tell anybody. Or, alternately, um, he didn't do himself in and got whacked because he knew some shit that he shouldn't know. But like I said, I'm not. it's not impossible that he did decide to do himself in because people do do it. And like I said, I think it's usually, like Tom said, I think it's usually people that want to, that feel like they should um, suffer, that they need to suffer for something, whether, uh, you know, justifiably or not, probably not justifiably, but I do kind of feel like a lot of them do feel like that. I will note, um, and this is just here nor there, I don't, I don't know uh, if I believe what happened with this dude. But I will note that they never did find the car keys. So it's a little bit sus. But I'm not just saying that... I'm saying as far as I know, they never found the car keys. Like, the car was just out there and he was on fire. And, uh, you know, and he died. So that's kind of fucked up. But like I said, the report said, oh, he didn't have anything to do with anything. And honestly, they didn't even think that he was driving the car that was there because he wasn't in Paris at the time. I mean, they pretty well established that he wasn't there. So whatever it was that he did himself in over, if indeed he did, um, then it probably wasn't anything to do with that. So like later on, they found out that maybe the driver of this uh, mysterious Fiat Uno that they never could find was maybe this 22-year-old taxi driver uh, named Lee Van Than, I think is how you pronounce his name. Now... Several witnesses uh, saw someone matching his description coming out of the tunnel uh, not too long after the crash. So it's possible that it could be him. He did have a car, uh, which was identical to the one that uh, looked like it sideswiped the Mercedes. Um, So they did, like, narrow this down, and uh, they found the paint and everything like that. So they thought, well, it could have been involved. They did find him, and they did question him in November of 1997, like not a few months after the accident. Um, but they asked to review, like they asked to interview him further, and he always refused. He said that he was at work at the time of the crash. He was actually a security guard on the night shift at a factory, um, and he said, uh, "Yeah, it was me and this other dude working, but." Suspiciously, he could never remember what the other dude's name was, like his co-worker. Um, they, and they never did, like, check out the alibi, I think. Now, it was later discovered that it was entirely possible that he could have left work early that night. And it so happened that his dad lived right near that tunnel. So, it's possible that he could have left work early and gone to visit his dad and been in the tunnel and sideswiped the car and possibly, maybe indirectly, um helped to cause the accident but there's really no way of knowing that for sure um but you know so they don't really uh know they also said that his car was repainted uh not long after the accident they he repainted it red so again uh, that's a little sus but like i said they don't think this dude killed anybody they just think that he was at the scene and maybe well they know that he hit the car a little bit because they found the paint But they don't know if that caused the accident, like if the accident would have happened anyway, and he just happened to be there and was like, fuck this, I'm just going. 
They don't know. You know what I mean? Because there was no cameras. Yeah. So remember how I said earlier about that whole bright flash thing? Yeah. Um, that's a whole other uh, conspiracy theory. That the, ca- that the crash was actually caused by somebody, um, perhaps the Secret Service again, was like flashing bright lights at the driver of the car, like to make him lose control of the car. The bright flash conspiracy. Yeah, that's okay. a whole thing. Yeah. Well, because allegedly, at least three witnesses said that they saw a very bright flash on the outside of the tunnel um, prior to the crash occurring. Uh, so, so there has been some things, and, and like I said, going back to what uh, Tomlinson said earlier about, oh, that's how they, MI6 were talking about, like, assassinating the Serbian dude, like, by flashing bright lights, or strobe lights, I think they said strobe lights, but strobe lights at the driver of the person's car, and then, yeah. like, causing them to lose control. Yeah, kind of like he can't hit the brakes and slow down. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just they thought, well, it'd be so, like, disorienting. You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. So, uh, as far as I know, um, I think only, like, three or four witnesses said they saw that. And, like, some people that were in the car with some of the witnesses said, yeah, I didn't see that shit. So, it's like, I don't really know, like, how much um, weight I want to give to that. Uh, and, again, that goes back to... It seems like a really convoluted way to, like, kill somebody. Let me say something. Yeah. Over the years, things have been declassified from back in the fucking 40s. 50s, actually. Not so much 40s, but 50s, 60s. of shit that spook types have fucking come up with ways to kill other people. The thing is, they never actually used those, for the most part. On a few occasions, I think some Soviet guys shot a damn pellet into somebody's fucking back of somebody's leg. They had like racing in it or something. Using an air gun that looked like a fucking pair of umbrella, looked like an yeah. umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. That did happen, yeah. That did happen. A couple times. But a lot of these weird convoluted things about fucking bouncing fucking weird microwaves off of people's heads to make them go crazy and shit. Look, man, being ex-military, ex-infantry and everything, what actually works in combat to kill somebody is something really practical. That's what actually works. These gimmicks and gizmos and shit, the chances of you actually scoring a victory, which we call it scoring a victory. You guys call it killing somebody. Chances of scoring a victory with some kind of fucking exotic bullshit, very low. And you're like, why am I going through all this? I could just grab that dude, put him in a sleeper hole, and fucking choke him out and kill him. <laughs> and that's no what I mean. It's like way. all of these kind of like complicated, like comp- I'm like, yeah. Aren't there much easier There's ways much to accomplish easier ways that? To do the shit. Why do you have to? So, uh, the shit in spy no- spy manuals and spy novels. It makes nah. a good. It makes a good story. No, like it's exciting and shit. But what actually works in spycraft is. Knowing how to lie. Knowing how to lie using fucking shit closest to the truth so your lies sound true. Um, To twist the mind of somebody who you're working with or working against. Costume changes. You did something. You're in a certain amount of clothes. You go to the restroom real quick with a plastic bag and you come out with a plastic bag and now you got different clothes on and fucking you look totally different. But the thing is, is you got to be a person to get that right. It's like camouflage, really. To get that right, you got to be a person who's totally average when it comes to physical build. Somebody that's just, you don't notice them. 
I couldn't get away with shit like that. They would notice me. But just my height alone. And, and I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> Shave bald and my build fucking... There's been a bunch of demonstrations of this before. How... It's similar to kind of like the basketball players and the fucking gorilla. The gorilla walking across. Through. That's very a very famous, like yeah. Very much like that. Where you see a crowd of people going in and out of a place and you didn't see anything unusual. But what happened is it's like half of those people were the same people and they changed their clothes. Right. You know, or did little things here and there. So uh, spies do shit like that. But they're, I mean, me and you would not make good spies because no. like everywhere we go, people remember. Yeah. Because yeah. we, like, really stick out. Nothing that sticks out. <laughs> and a lot of the spy craft from that era was cold wear. You don't need it anymore because fucking you have the internet. And the internet, you don't need to fucking tro- physically drop information off into a public bathroom so somebody else can fucking come and get it. Nowadays, I you put just, it in the toilet tank. Yeah, put it, it. yeah you don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> no, nowadays, you just fucking go on Xbox One and fucking you're playing a video game where everybody's playing a multiplayer video game and you're talking to the other players and you're talking to the other spy in the game. Yeah. Because nobody's watching that. I'll be over there next month. Okay, you, you got the money? I got the money. All right, do you have the stuff? I, you, I got the stuff and we'll do the exchange fucking over at IHOP tomorrow. Okay, I'll see you there. It's just... Well, it's stuff that, of, like I said, it's stuff that no one would notice. You yeah. have to keep every. That's the whole point. Is yeah. like to keep everything on the download. Yeah, and then you're in a room and fucking shooting each other up in a fucking Call of Duty video game, and there's fucking thirty dudes who heard you say that, and they have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, and no other because you're not trying to be sneaky. Yeah, the second you try to be yeah. sneaky, then it's suspicious. Yeah. Okay, so if you're just like, talking oh, about if you're just talking about shit in the open, no one's yeah. gonna think about anything because you're not trying yeah. to be nefarious. Or Some nothing. of you guys are going, oh, that's bullshit. Nah. No, a lot of SF was killing people in Afghanistan, and they were talking about it in Call of Duty video games live. Yeah, to each other because no one would suspect. Because no one would suspect. Well, now that. they would. Because they're playing vault. And they're going like, "Who'll be there tomorrow?" Like, yeah, mission will be tomorrow. We'll take out fucking target A two, uh, target A A two, and fucking four B. We'll see you fucking four hundred. You know, thirteen hundred hours tomorrow. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get this over with. And it's just shit like that. And the other players have no ideas what these guys are talking about. Those dudes are in Afghanistan talking about fucking striking a target tomorrow. Yeah. You know. And fucking, what are the Afghanis going to do? What, they got fucking, the Afghanis have their own secret agents listening into all of the fucking live video games happening on Xbox One? And they're like, no, never. They, don't speak, they speak Pashtun or some shit like that. They don't even speak English. So you don't need any of that. It's not the... It's not the Soviet Cold War anymore. Technology's like totally I said, changed. that does make better stories. I yeah. will admit. Yeah, yeah, it's just stories. Most of the spy it's... shit now is just like boring. Yeah. If you would, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to watch a movie about nah. that because it'd be boring. Technology has made all that shit boring now. Poe says, and this is something I agree with. People love Diana. Conspiracies are a coping mechanism. Yeah, I think I didn't say that exact thing, but like early on yeah. in the show. I, f- I said, I was like, anytime, and we did a show a couple weeks back about rock and roll conspiracies about Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, anytime somebody that larger than life <coughs> dies, um, people are going to think, well, they can't have just choked on their own vomit. They can't have just died yeah. in a stupid car accident. They can't have, it just doesn't seem like that just can't happen. They're, yeah. you know, they're above us. They're like bigger than yeah. they're like a God almost. So when something just like dumb and avoidable like happens to them, then people's like, there had to be more 
to it. I kind of feel like that's a lot of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, people don't accept it. They just, yeah, you don't accept it. But like I said, they're just people. They could die in stupid ways just like the rest of us. Like ACDC, Bon Scott died in the back of the limousine, choking on his own bomb. Poor guy. You know what I mean? It happens. It could happen to anybody. It could happen to anybody. It could happen to anybody. It didn't. It wasn't any any conspiracy behind it. Just because they're famous and rich hey, and like legendary doesn't mean that right. they're not just a person. They replaced fucking Bon Scott with Brian Johnson, the motherfucker. I think was. I mean, he was different, but man, just as good, if not better. You know. Fucking ACDC. Fucking that was one one of Australia's greatest gifts. That was just a fucking band about getting drunk, getting drunk and getting laid. It was that stupid, and the shit worked, and every well, album hey, was like that. Getting drunk and getting laid are both, are both fun things. Getting drunk and was the shit. They're both fun things. I advocate for both of those yeah. things. So, uh, okay, so the last thing that we're going to cover about um, the conspiracy thing. And this, I kind of get it. Um, I get where they're coming from. But again, I don't think there's anything nefarious in it. People have complained that um, it took too long to get Diana to the hospital because I don't know if people know. I mean, probably they know. Um, Dodie Fayed and Henri Paul uh, were both dead at the scene uh, of the accident. However, uh, Trevor Reese Jones was obviously, he was still alive. He's still alive today. He survived the accident, which with relatively minor injuries. Diana was also still alive. Um, it took them a while to cut her out of the car because like I said, if you've seen pictures of the car, it was pretty much annihilated. So it took a while for them to cut her out. Now, when they got her out of the car, they put her in the ambulance and started working on her in there. Because that is, and I think a lot of people freaked out because the way that different countries deal with emergencies are slightly different. They have different protocols. In the UK, as you know, from what I understand... Um, you know, the ambulance comes to the scene of the accident. They put the person in the ambulance and they try to get them to the nearest hospital, like as quickly as possible. Um, which is how some countries do it in France. Uh, you know, they have the ambulance there. They said they will try to work as much as they can on the person in the ambulance. Uh, you know, they will try to stabilize them. They will try to do what they can do. And then they will go to a hospital, but they'll go to the hospital that they think is the best hospital, whether it's the nearest one or not. So I think that, like, a lot of people were upset because, you know, they worked on her a while. Like I said, it took a while for them to cut her out of the car. She was still alive. They put her in the ambulance, and they worked on her in the ambulance, which was protocol for, you know, what the French emergency services would do. So they got her kind of stabilized, um, and they went kind of slow because they were afraid that, like, her blood pressure was, like, erratic, and they didn't want to, like, you know, mess anything up. So they went kind of slow. They didn't go to the nearest hospital because they were afraid, um, at least according to the doctors and stuff like that, they're like, well, the hospital that's the closest, they don't have the facilities to deal with um, injuries of this magnitude. So we need to go to this next hospital, which was farther away. So a lot of people uh, kind of freaked out about that because they said, well, had she, you know, been brought to the closer hospital, maybe she could have been saved or something like that. I don't know if that's the case, though, because by the time, yes, it did take them a while to get them to, to get her to the other hospital. By the time they got there, she was still alive uh, when she got to the other hospital. But and they did fix. They said that she had a really unusual um, one of the uh, the veins like in her heart was ruptured. They did fix it. But by the time they fixed it, 
it was really too late to save her. They're like, her injuries were just too, uh, you know, were just too grievous. Um, there wasn't really anything they could do. They spent like four hours trying to revive her, trying to like fix it, trying to bring it back. And they just couldn't do it. Like her injuries were just too bad. So I don't know. Like I said, you can't go back and relive the past and say, oh, if she'd been taken to the closer hospital, they were just worried that the closer hospital didn't have the facilities they needed. They wanted this particular surgeon who specialized in her kinds of injuries. And they thought that it would be better to take it a little bit farther and go to this little bit farther one. You know, they thought she'd have her the best chance. And they had all the shit in the ambulance. They were working under the ambulance too. But a lot of people have said, oh, well, they wanted her to die because they would have gone to the closer one. But I don't know if I believe that. No, it wouldn't have made a difference. Princess Diana wasn't physically built like a tank, okay? She was just a very average woman, a very average build. She took a lot of damage. There's only so much you can do. You know, fucking you you, you do massive trauma to a person. They're going to die. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm not saying it was the wisest decision. Maybe they should have taken her to the closest hospital. Yeah. That's normally what they would do. Time but probably wouldn't have made a difference. I'm not. Yeah. And the, yeah. like I said, there's no way of going back in time and checking, like if it would have come out differently. Uh, apparently her injuries were pretty bad. So I don't really know. I don't know. See, Because like I said, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about that too, because a lot of the early reports, because like I said, there were paparazzi and shit there like, taking pictures of the shit and they were there on the ground and they were getting some news. Some of the early reports were that Diana wasn't hurt that badly, that she was just like had a broker leg or something like that, that she wasn't that fucked up. But I don't know. Having seen the car, I, I'm actually amazed that anybody survived that shit because it was like fucking, it was fucked up. And the only reason that Trevor Reese Jones survived, I think was because he had a seatbelt on and nobody else did. Yeah. And that was kind of one of the things they came up with, too, because everybody was just, like, flying around the car. They said there was blood everywhere. High Desert refers back to me talking about the thing, saying that, well, the Taliban won in the end anyway. So he must be back to ex-military. Yeah, they won in the end anyway because the fucking Pentagon's stupid. They don't realize, well, they're starting to realize that culture beats the shit out of any strategy. You cannot fucking conquer a thirst. You, you cannot conquer a culture unless you're willing to just annihilate that entire culture. And they're not willing to do that. That was not what they were there for. Okay, let's see what you guys are saying. Right, she's taking the break. She was walking out there. You should have seen it, man. It was, she looked beautiful. Camp guy said, my wife had a total respiratory arrest. Uh, what is it? Respiratory arrest. And, a, and the respiratory therapist told me she was very lucky. We lived near a large emergency room. Where they had a lot of fucking experience with that stuff. I think that's a different situation though, because Di was fucking. She was pretty fucking crushed up. I remember seeing photographs of it when I, uh, when I was younger, back in '97, and uh, no, she was in bad condition. And when you have trauma like that, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. I mean, I mean, if you find somebody they're just blown apart or they're just fucking crushed, you're not gonna be able to save them. It doesn't matter what you do; they're they're dying, you know. Well, yeah, okay. What you could do is fucking suck them up with a damn Star Trek transporter, put them back together the way they should, and then just re-teleport them. That would work, but you can't do that with modern technology with the technology we have today. 
Some people just are Somebody so hurt. Somebody's talking about a teleporter? Yeah. So you can't fix everybody that gets hurt. Yeah, sometimes, that's what I mean. Like, sometimes it's just too bad. It's just too bad. The only way to fix somebody like that would be like on Star Trek, where you beam them up, and then when their particles rearrange them, and then beam them back, whole. You could, that would fix them, but we don't have the technology. But we don't have that yet. So it's like, so I, I don't know. Um, most of you guys know, because we've done shows about it's other it. conspiracies before, too. Oh, he said nice bulge. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, it's a nice bulge. It is a nice bulge. Yeah. <laughs> I'll attest. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny, motherfucker. It's nice what's under that bulge, too. Yeah, James, like, said, James Holmes yeah. said that. That's like, see. You, you well, cock like watch James, you cock watch I pretty well, you know. Okay, all right. Man can, man can appreciate. You and Meat Gazer? No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> Love that shit. He's like looking at bodybuilding dudes all the time. Too. Yeah. Well, I he, look he, like looks, he looks at bodybuilding chicks, too. Yeah, too. Yeah. I look, at, <laughs> I look at people like they're animals, like they're horses or something. Like when I was back in the horse business, deal with thoroughbreds and shit. I'm looking about the fucking definition, where the insertions are, what kind of mass you have here and there. Yeah. He's looking yeah. at you like you're like a fucking... Like you're a cow. Like you're a side of beef. Uh, yeah. Hanging on the shit. Yeah. Kinda. I'm trying to estimate how strong a dude is by looking at his arms and stuff. Allison says, Jenny Quick, be a cock blocker. <laughs> 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 but yeah. So that's the thing. And I think we've talked about this before. Um, a lot of these conspiracies, especially these ones, I kind of feel like... I'm not saying conspiracy theories, like some of them are true or, you know, partially true. Because some of them are. You know, but I'm just saying that, one, the larger a conspiracy is, the more people that have to be involved, the less likely I think that it happened the way the people say that it happened. Because it's just, one, it's too complicated. Two, too many people involved. Uh, somebody would blab. And it's just, it's too much. And it's, and it's too much shit that could, because, okay, for example, like Diana, if they wanted to knock her off, they could have done it easily in a myriad of other ways. And a long time before this. And a long, and doing something like, oh, we're going to make this dude get drunk, or we're going to pretend he got drunk, or he's going to like, you know, drive a car into like a fucking, uh, you know, pillar under a tunnel and kill her. That could go wrong in numerous ways. Why would you do something that contingent upon shit you couldn't control? Yeah. I don't really understand. And like I said, and I've written about like other murders that people thought were like, oh my God, like the CIA bumped this person off and shit like that. But when you look at the things, it's like, why? Like, look, if I was the CIA and I wanted to like assassinate somebody, just allegedly, like, you know, just theoretically, there's ways you could do that that it would still look like an accident or like they yeah. off themselves or something like that that wouldn't draw so much attention. Yeah. Why would you do something, one, this public, yeah. two, um, this, in, in this way that could go wrong in a lot of ways, like what if she didn't die? What if she wasn't hurt at all? What if the car didn't crash? What if all, because there's so many other factors. There's other people yeah. on the road. There's other shit going on. It just seems like a dumb way to do it I'm if you're you gonna all, do it i'm gonna tell you all the main ways to do it the two traditional ways to do it is fucking you go into the target's place of work or where they live and you got five guys you grab the dude open the window and toss him out the window they stopped doing that because skyscrapers now no longer have any windows that open because they're all central <laughs> for that reason okay. well that too <laughs> right. toss them out and they, you say well it's suicide yeah they just jumped out 
Which, like right. I said, seems I, honestly, I think, and I'm not don't do this, but I'm just saying the probably the best way. Yeah. Take somebody on a hiking vacation and just go boop and like push yeah. them off a mountain. Second way that they do it is uh, five or six guys come in on the guy as friends, and wherever he is, he might know one of them, or they're they're under a, a ruse. Each one of them grabs a limb, they pick him up, they fucking. It's kind of like an arrest. They handcuff him. They put him in a vehicle. And they take him out somewhere where they hang him. Okay. And, and then they say it's a suicide. They'll even fucking throw down a suicide note. Not in his writing. Right. And that's 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 usually enough. Now, the way my friend used to do it, Tim. I just told him about before. His name is Tim Vavakis or Timothy Vavakis. He's like, shut up, man. What are you talking about? Well, he's in prison. He's in prison right now. <laughs> The way they would do it is that the client would provide them, and this is in Central and South America, the the client would provide them with real police uniforms and a police vehicle. And they they would go to the target's home with an arrest warrant. The arrest warrant would be totally fake. They'd arrest that person, then take them out to a pre-planned location where a hole was already dug. They'd shoot them in the back of the head, throw them in the hole, cover them up. Yeah, because then like the no one would they were never found. find them. Yeah, that's what a death squad does. And Tim ran a death squad. It was him, a couple of Russian guys, a German, ex, a couple of they were all ex soldiers. Tim was like an E eight or E seven, which you know E seven was a master sergeant. That's what he was when he. That's what he ended up when he left service. I knew him when he was a fucking E one. We went to basic together. Fucking served in the five hundred six and fucking in the hundred first. Airborne Division. And um, got out as a, I think it was E7. And then went into the contracting world. And uh, his team, I think it was seven or eight guys. They were all ex-military, ex-German military, ex-Polish military, ex-Russian military guys. And they worked Central and South America. They worked for, their clients were elected officials in those governments. Okay. And CIA was evidently involved also because the guys that they were working for were under the orders of, of Central Intelligence Agency, evidently. So they say. Rumor has it. Okay. And what you're trying to do, the reason why they're doing that is they're trying to get select individuals into certain offices where, who are, and these guys are patsies, or not patsies, fucking, what do you call them? Uh, not Patsy. What do you call it when you get somebody? It's a plant. Uh, somebody who listens to what you say. He's a compromised dude. You got like dirt. a mole. Oh, not even a mole. Uh, what do you call the fucking dudes? You Informing. put a guy into office who you've been grooming for a long time to get him in there, and you got a lot of dirt on him. He'll oh, do exactly okay. what you say, and you're bribing him. Like a Manchurian candidate. No, kind of, yeah. And it's, and it's and it's fucking done. At a military level, there's puppet a lot. says Mr. A- What's that? Mr. 88 says puppet. Puppet. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, puppet. You're trying to install. Yeah, a I said Manchurian candidate. You're trying to install. That's not quite the same though. You're trying like to install a puppet. That's easy to control. <clears throat> and usually the controllers are not in that country. Usually the controllers are in the United States or they're in some kind of a multinational government organization like the UN or some shit like that. That's who you're trying to get in. James says, "Do you think the royal family are reptilians?" And I found out oh, they killed her because of it. Man, they got forked tongues. I mean, red they, eyes. they, they might right as well be. V. It's right out of V. They might as well be. 
Like, I don't think they're actual <laughs> reptilians. Didn't we do a show about... Yeah, I think did. we did a show about, like, Illuminati yeah, and reptilians yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, which was the fun show. Was his name Icky? David Icky? Yeah. Is it Icky? Does he really want... I think it's Ike. Does he really want his last name pronounced like that? I don't know. Yeah. I I'm not. The, I'm I, not sure. I'm never sure. Like I've seen some of that dude's stuff. I think it's metaphor. I'm like, is that dude really crazy, or yeah. is he crazy for dollars? You crazy. know what I mean? As in, I'm gonna come up with this crazy shit because I know dumbasses will buy it. My so, take. My take on you can never tell these my, days. My take. My take on David Ike, Ike or Icky or whatever is that it's uh, he's using metaphor. He's saying they're lizard-like people, and he's doing this. All right, I'm on board with that. But <laughs> I think what he's just saying is that they're corrupt. They're corrupt. Right, people. but but he can't come out and say that for his own protection. He's trying to throw up fucking camouflage, deniability by saying, "Well, no, they're they're actually reptilians." Yeah, it's like, did you guys see V? That people. was a documentary. Yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> And I think that's what he's doing to cover his own ass. So if he ever gets in illegal trouble, he goes, oh, I'm crazy. Or, you know, I'm just making this shit up. They're not reptiles. That might be. I think that's what he's talking like about. Like some of the crazy shit that people come up with. And you're like, oh, my God, how can anybody yeah. believe in that? Maybe they don't really. But I they're just they like, really well, I, we want to say this, but we, but can't, we can't come out and say that. We'll be in trouble. So we're going to say yeah. something that makes it sound like we're crazy. Yeah, but people will get. So that we have plausible. So we have plausible that's sure. what I, that's, that was my Maybe. take on it. I think Although he, some I think people... what he was talking about was globalists and the World Economic Forum. What he's talking about, basically, if you're a James Bond's fan, he's talking about Spectre. That's what Spectre is. And Spectre wasn't something just pulled out of nowhere. It was fucking Ian Fleming. And Ian Fleming was involved in the early versions of the CIA, you know, in, in, in the World War II era. But like I said, that quite does that doesn't quite apply anymore. But Ian Fleming was talking about non-governmental organizations and gangs of oligarchs, like Club of Rome, is mostly what he was talking about back in those days. And those exist, man. Gangs of oligarchs exist. Fucking, well, yeah, you get all that money. They're yeah, gonna, like, get together fucking, and like do and, you some know, shit. The United States was built by them, man. The fucking J.P. Morgan, the fucking Rockefellers, fucking. Yeah, it was and all those people oligarchs. were kind of shitty, and they, they were mad. Shit. Yeah, and I don't even want to say kind of shitty. They were all they were pretty, shitty. They were all pretty shitty. Pretty shitty. Oh, pretty and, shitty. Well, they did build the infrastructure of the country, but they killed a lot of people. Doing sure, it. but like I said, the way they looked at it, well, you fucking make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. That's the way. They well, yeah, they were ruthless. That's exactly the way. Yeah, yeah, they killed a lot of people. They killed yeah. a lot of people, and they were fucking mowing down Chinese and shit, Chinese railroad workers and shit. Yeah, and Irish. Oh, railroad you want more money? Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they were fucking revolting. And, and they'll just bury just, you somewhere, and yeah. no one knows where you're burying. And then, yeah, they don't it's even fucked know, up. They don't even it's know exactly up. why were all these Irish bodies and all these Chinese bodies buried along this railroad. Yeah, what was that? Duh. Why? Well, do you we don't think? know. Why do you well, think? we don't know. We don't have any records. Well, they're going to tell you that the railroads, the U.S. railroads at the time, had the ability to pass the death sentence. They had their own courts. They did, yeah. They could pass the death sentence on their own employees. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> okay. That's messed up. Corporations are dangerous. And they kind of ran the United States. They owned the United States. Oh, yeah. So, all this shit about fucking Wayland Industries from Alien and fucking... Yeah, that's actually what... Yeah. That's actually what they're talking about. Like, in a lot of ways, like, people bitch about it now. It's it's bad now. I'm not saying that, but it was probably worse back then. Worse back then. Because it's just... 
they killed people and just like buried them, and yeah. they probably still don't know where they're buried at. Yeah, they had private armies and everything, like the Pinkertons yeah. and fucking all kinds of stuff. They just mowed people down. They, yeah. get, they did not give a single yeah. fuck. People think it's bad now. It is bad, but it was even worse. They did not I give think. a single fuck. Yeah. No you such see. thing as good old days. That's uh, what I always say. And, they did uh, not give and, a single fuck about it. just because somebody th- says that they're uh, a part of the medical industry and the doctors and shit, same fucking thing. The U.S. Med- medical industry made profit off of patented medicine. Patent medicine involved poison, mostly. They just fucking profiteering, profiteering, and more profiteering. It's not about curing disease. It's about treating things with expensive treatments. Like, their cures for diabetes have appeared several times, and they purchased that shit up, fucking kept it, used gene therapy to cure that. Yeah. Hormones can do it, too. But they don't want, they make so much money off insulin, they need diabetes. They're addicted to that. They make a shit ton of money off of it. (sighs) So just because you have somebody saying, well, we're the medical community and fucking, you can pay off a doctor or anything because the AMA was fucking bought off by the damn drug industries. So basically you're dealing with like something out of idiocracy where fucking Brondo owns everything and Brondo is fucking feeding the plants Brondo because electrolytes is what what plants plants crave. That's what's happening here. Well, like I said, it's like, you know, can I have another drink? Yeah, yeah, I'll make another one. But I'm just saying that, um, yeah, I mean, as bad as it is now, and it is bad. But at least nowadays, most people have a conception of people being, like, valuable as individuals. I kind of feel like back then, they didn't really have that. Because they were just kind of like, look, if you're not from our race or you're poor or something like that, they're just like, ah, we'll just kill him. There's more. They, like, they literally probably didn't even think about it. Which, now they might feel a little bit bad. Maybe? I don't really know. But back then they did not. Because they were just like, ah, these are just people working on our railroads. They're immigrants or they're poor or they're whatever. It's like if they're doing some shit we don't like, we're just going to kill them and bury them out in the desert someplace and nobody will ever find them. Yeah. You know? They did that shit. They did that shit. They might do it now. I don't know. But uh, it would be harder to get away with nowadays. Well, like I said, I do kind of feel like nowadays people do have, most people do have a conception of people being valuable as individuals. Yeah. Where I kind of feel like they didn't really have that as much. All right. In the late yeah. 19th, early 20th century. I've analyzed this over and over again. I came from kind of like on the right, but then I realized that that's also fake. Um, what's happening now has nothing to do with the 1930s and fucking the rise of the bent cross mustache men. It has nothing to fucking do with that. We're not in an era like that. We're more like in an era of the 1600s. With the invention of the printing press and it's tearing apart the church. It is pe- very much and, like and that. And more like that. And people can now read the Bible and understand the new translations of it. That's yeah. It's more like that now. Yeah, not exactly, but that's a good analogy. What's tearing the system apart is the internet. Because yeah. the lies no longer work. And the old, the old um, institutions like universities and fucking legal systems, none of that shit is fucking relevant anymore. You can go to university all you want, come out and still not get a job. Because they're not going to teach you anything. You can learn some shit on the internet to make a living. What do you need them for? You know? 
Fucking a girl can go out and fucking work stream mate and fucking make a living. Somebody can get. What do you think fucking, my ass is doing? Yeah, a girl, <laughs> you, they can't. And these universities can't teach you anything anymore. Really, they can teach you science. You can might be able to make money from that, but that's only a small amount of people. This whole idea where millions of people going to universities to get these fucking expensive degrees to go out and get a job—that's gone. That's gone. You're better off in the trades if you're a man. Fucking become a plumber or an electrician. You'll you'll make a living. Well, a woman can do that too. You know? A woman could do that too. But you're not going to make a living working in an office. I tried that. My brother's an electrician. Yeah. Did you know that? Not yeah. That's the good jobs, man. Trades is where where it's that's really where it's at. It's very stable. You're always going to need those guys. But man, I worked in an office too as a fucking salesman doing shit, and fucking that shit fucking went away. But then you come up a street salesman. You know, and that's good, but all that shit went away eventually. Eventually, fucking construction might go away. I don't think it will, but construction's being outsourced to to fucking illegal to fucking like illegal aliens, basically, in some states. Well, I would advise so, um, to either learn something that can't be uh, internetized. Yeah. Um, you know. Be a be a chef or some yeah. shit like that. Everybody, skill. people got to eat. A physical shit skill. like yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Or um, be real adaptable. Yeah. Like learn how to pivot. Yeah. You got to like just um, crank out and like yeah. fucking find some shit online and just do a bunch of that. Right. I mean, yeah. like I said, that's kind of what I'm doing. If you're and young, it's very stressful, but if, yeah, if it can be done. If you're young, you're living in a world of lies. When I was young, they promised us a bunch of shit. All right, that never appeared. They said they told us, and fucking Granthers isn't, isn't in here to, today. I have not seen him. Today. We we went to high school together. Fucking our t- teachers back in the eighties were telling us, well, and we were in the Detroit era, an area where all the fucking automotive industries were, Ford, GM. They were selling us, manufacturing uh, fucking is obsolete. We're gonna get rid of manufacturing. We're gonna we're gonna make our we've outgrown that. We're gonna let countries like China do that. What we're gonna do is we're gonna become a service industry. Well, we're all work at these damn restaurants and these little businesses and shit uh, uh, indoors. It's a much better work. We don't have we don't have to get your hands greasy and you can you don't work, gotta go down to the coal mine. You can work in air conditioning and you don't have to fucking work on a factory line or whatever. You don't have to work out in the field with the black people and the brown people. That's really fucking what they were actually telling. Yeah, they didn't that, say that out loud. But that's what they were telling. But that's what they okay. Well, guess what? All those fucking, all those service industries jobs fucking lasted not even a decade, and then they ended up becoming all. Fucking minimum Well, that's wage. what I mean. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, so no. you have to be like really adaptable. These were all lies. It's, beca- be really it's because the hardcore capitalist industrialists and the hardcore corporatists, really. I don't like to bag on capitalism because people don't really know what capitalism is. This is corporatism. The corporatists just outsourced all the jobs in China because it was cheaper and it made more profit. They don't want to pay our asses. They want to pay us because we will form a union. And if you form a union, you now have to pay somebody. Oh, now we have rights, too. And we got to pay you? And they what don't want... What are you want. talking about? Fuck that. Right. We don't want to pay you people. Right. So give then you we say, well, there's, there, okay, so you guys are going to sit here and ask for a bunch of wages? We'll just open up the borders and flood the fucking place yeah. with poor people to compete They're against like, you. Then you. your minimum wage starts to... And then you got all these political parties, both the Republicans and the Democrats, gaslighting. Oh, no, nothing's... Everything's fine. Everything. Matter of fact, we're going to give fucking... 
corporate welfare. And we're going to give a bunch of tax breaks to all the corporations. And then slowly, all the money's being sucked up into that fucking top 1%. And who are those dudes? Old dudes with sex islands with underage girls from Florida on them. That's, who, that's what you're dealing with. I remember reading a quote. Yeah. I can't remember, like, a book I read a long time ago. Yeah. But they said, it's like, yeah, uh, wealth does not trickle down. Wealth is sucked it's up. It's sucked up. And the money <laughs> pump is turned on and it's sucking it's all sucked the up. money out of us. Yeah. And it's going up. Yeah. They could give me some back, just a little bit. Yep. That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be nice. Fuck them. Well. We just gotta survive. It, that's what I mean, and it's it, just kind of like... The, here's, here, here's the silver lining. It's not sustainable. It's n- no, this it's shit's not. Been, it's happening now. That's why I don't worry too when much about it. History, like, I worry, but I don't worry. When too you much look through it. history, when you see what's happening now, what tends to happen is a revolt. A fucking populist revolt. The ruling class is fucking runs. They run to other countries for safety. And then it kind of reboots and it kind of goes back to a, a more fair system. It's just that they got to figure out who the leaders of the revolution are and what fair is. You know? And fair is, is you should be paid for your work, you know, and uh, you should have a government that protects you and your job and your livelihood so you could have children. Because if you have children, there's a replacement population because well, yeah, people I mean, don't live forever. Shit's better for everybody the, yeah. when everybody has, has a, a decent standard. Right, right, right. Like you should be able to like have a job and have a house and have... Right. Money to have, have a, a family, family if you want a, to, right. and it's just kind of and not worry about oh right. shit, my electricity is going to get turned off. Yeah. I'm going to get kicked out of my house. And it's like right. you know what I mean. It's like people behave a lot better. Yeah, just uh, you know, in aggregate, and when they're not worried about where is my next meal coming from. And if you're foreign, you can say, well, what what exactly you're talking about? Okay, go back to old movies, old Steven Spielberg movies. Okay, when you sh- see what the American family is supposed to live like in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, in Poltergeist, it was basic good shit. Anybody, anywhere on the earth, if they lived like that, they'd be happy. The kids go to school, you live in a neighborhood, fucking there's police services, nobody's killing each other, you got good food, you have good entertainment. Yeah, there's Hope no for the reason future. for you to... No, yeah. do anything bad. Right. You have everything. Right. And there's always a promise of upward mobility. Right. That you can actually, if you work harder, get more. That's not the system now. Working more actually doesn't give you more. It's not really worth it. What gives you I've more done is it. cheating it's not more. Worth it. Yeah. Cheating more gets you more. I hate to say, but yeah. yeah that, you know, but that's, I hate to say, but that's kind of... Fucking over yeah. people gets you more. Yeah. But not working. And that shouldn't be the way... Hell no. It is. That shouldn't be the way it is. No. And that was the way Brazil was. Brazil was like this. The more you fucked over other people, the more you'd move up. It was just extreme corruption. And that's fucked up. Because I I, I can't do that to other people. I just can't. I won't. Yeah. And so... And a lot of people won't. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like... I don't... That's a bad... That's a a non-sustainable situation. America and Europe are set on easy. The difficulty is set on easy. Brazil was set on expert. It was just hard. And you had to know how to lie. It's basically the Star Trek mirror universe. When I saw that mirror universe, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like South America. Yeah. 
because that's all South America. Well, they probably did their research, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> they know what they're And not to talk bad about South America. Love South and Central America. He loved Brazil. He I did. love it. Yeah, those, those are great he, people. He they're thri- strong people. He thrives in that type of situation. Yeah. Kind of like a... Tom does. Yeah. Uh, in a fucking... I probably would not like it. I would like to visit yeah. there. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. We'll go one yeah. day. I thrive, but, in, I thrive in basically in a, what, what experts would call an, an anarcho-tyranny. I fucking... Where, yeah, Tom loves that shit. Yeah, you have a tyrannical government that does whatever <laughs> it wants, and, but it's in an anarchy where there's laws, but nobody's obeying them. Yeah. So, in a that's way... It. That's like your favorite thing. Yeah, because it's fucking freedom. <laughs> in a weird way, Brazil was a lot more free than the United States of Europe. You could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it was legal or not, it didn't matter. Like Colombia. Yeah. I love that shit. Because <laughs> a man just does what the fuck he wants. Yeah. You know, if you have the money and the skills to get away with it, then you can do it. Yeah. I read ancient Roman fucking history and I go, yeah, like Brazil. Yeah. Because yeah. a man is mostly judged by his ability to protect his friends and his family and his ability to punish his enemies. Because the state's not going to do it. You know what I mean? The, the justice system can't do it. You have to do it. This is mafia thinking, you know, basically. Me, me and you will go to Brazil one day. Oh, you'll love Brazil. But my friends that are still there say don't go right now. They okay. Just well, say it's fucking terrible. Well, yeah, I don't want to get killed or nothing. I'm just saying that it's like, I would like to go, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask fucking Landufo. And you me. speak Portuguese, so yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm fluent. I don't, but... And I got friends over there still, fucking, I grew up with. Gaston. Yeah, and, if you didn't know, he's bilingual, actually. Yeah, Gaston's still down there, Landufo's still there, fucking, and... Uh, we we go hang out with them, and they have, they have wives. They married fucking hot wives and everything. Got kids. We were the heavy metal Brazilian heavy metal kids. I wouldn't believe that those dudes got hot wives. They were fat boys when I knew them. They fucking trimmed we'll up, see and got what hot happens. fucking hot Brazilian wives, and good looking kids. Gustavo's got fucking his daughter is a fucking an eight point five. She looks like a fucking Brazilian supermodel. He's rating people. I never would have. Yeah, I rate people. <laughs> I, I look at people like they're sides of beef for shit. No, Gustavo's his little daughter. I'm not she's a side a, of beef, am I? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm a delicious Gustavo's side daughter of is beef. like in her early twenties, and she she would here she, in the United States she would be a supermodel. Murder Hornet said, "Damn, y'all still going? Yeah, it hasn't yeah, been yeah. that long. It's only it hasn't been that long. It's only three hours. Three hours, okay. Boom, brother. All right, it's a long show. That's all right. We're yeah. having a good time. How much more we got left? That's pretty much pretty it. Pretty much it? Okay. I mean, I was talking about the hospital shit, okay. but you know what I mean? That was pretty yeah, much yeah. it. Like I said... I it, saw the thing going down. So in some, I do not think that anybody killed Diana. I think it was just a stupid accident that probably could have been avoided. Um, but, you know, shit happens. It happens to the best of us, whether we're super famous or whether we're awesome people or whatever, which is just kind of like... And, and I've said this before, too. And again, I think this is the root of a lot of conspiracy theories also. I think a lot of people have a hard time with randomness. They don't like the fact that, oh my God, that was like an awesome person or that was a super famous person or that was like, you know, whatever. That was like a really uh, virtuous person or whatever. There's no way they could have died like that. But I was just like, you know what? Um, (laughs) The universe doesn't care, sadly. Um, And that's kind of a hard thing for people to deal with. I don't like to think about it, but it's it's true. Well, compared to the... It universe. happens all the time. We've known people yeah. that were awesome people yeah. 
pretty as shit. That got cancer. Yeah, and died. And died when they were like fucking 30-something. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've known girls that were um, hot as shit in their 20s. Like a gothic supermodel. And then it turned out, whatever happened to that girl? Oh, she died. Yeah. Died of a drug overdose. Yep. Just. Just stupid shit. Yeah. But like I said, it happens. There's no reason. Yeah. There's no. But like I said, I think people have a hard time with a. Um, with a universe that's indifferent. Yeah. No matter how awesome you are, you ain't shit compared to the universe. It doesn't even notice you. <laughs> that's what I mean. And it, I mean, I don't know. I think I've kind of, um, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily made my peace with that because I don't like it, but it's just kind of like, then I'm like, well, the universe doesn't care if I like it or not yeah. because the universe doesn't give a single fart about me yeah, at well, all. I, I believe in a, quantum afterworld though I've seen it through near death experiences our bodies die we actually don't die our point of view goes goes on you're not exactly the same person anymore you're a lot less you're smaller you're just like a point of view and then you reincarnate I believe that seemed to be possible. maybe I mean or maybe you could, go, you could go but you're resting outside the time I mean I'm not sure I believe continuum. that but you just have to see maybe. yourself May, I don't know. Maybe I'm Imagine not. I'm not denying you it. You did that acid trip, right? It's similar to I that. I know. It's similar to that. Yeah, you're not I, just right. Just like what Yoda said. <laughs> like, like, luminous yeah. beings are we, not this crude matter. That, that, that's exactly true. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. more to us than this. But when you die, your character, you know, Jennifer, it, it it's gone. You remember it, but that's not you anymore. That was just right. a role you were playing. Yeah. What you really are is more like a, just a point of view. You gonna hang out and look for me in the afterlife? Yeah, if it matters, though. I'm not sure that it matters. Because you, won't give a sh- you won't give a shit about me Because, anymore. well, see what it is. You're like, <laughs> the connection was from a past life, not a present life. It was like a role. Like, you're playing a video game. Yeah. Playing a video game, and the character you're playing, you got killed. Well, you start a new game. Yeah. And you don't remember the past lives that much, You because they're not that important. Because there's a bit, there's a whole universe going on. And everybody's doing that. Yeah. You know. But when that one time when I basically died in that motorcycle accident, there was a greeting, there was a welcoming committee there of a bunch of people, male and female, that were, I don't know even what time zones they were from. They were just ancient, wise friends of mine. Now, I don't know if they were alternate life lifetimes that I, maybe they were all me or, right or characters that I played or they were other people you know but the thing is is that you're outside space time so you're talking about infinity right. in, uh, infinity infinity yeah infinity close enough so just a 40 you know a 70 year lifespan is nothing and then you're dealing with fucking aliens and shit like that alien souls my thing though is that I always kind of feel like, well, just in case there's not anything like that going on after you die, before you die, whatever it is, um, I'm just going to like try and make the most out of this shit because I don't know if there's any more after that. So I'm just going to like fucking party in this shit because I don't know. I don't, I don't get the thing. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, well, if, if this life sucked, then maybe the next one will be better. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know that. Yeah, well... Make the most out of this shit. Here's Because you don't know if that's... You know what I mean? Here's something else I can, can contribute. 
when I had that NDE, the people that welcomed me were all from from Earth. They were all Earth people. They weren't aliens. So maybe that maybe that means you're being reincarnated. You're inside of an Earth's biosphere. You know what I mean? Sure. Something about your soul doesn't. Maybe it was created here, so it stays here. It doesn't go to other planets, but they're there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not so they about. have their souls over there. You know. <laughs> I'm just but worried it, about. It, it, I'm just worried about this. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Like I said, because I don't. All of that is a hypothetical. Yeah. So I just kind of like worry about this shit right here. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of like a I experienced that. So well, I know you do, but I, I know you did. Yeah. But I'm just saying, that. even if I had, um, I would think to myself, being Spock-like as I am, well, that might have just been a dream or mm. or some other thing. So it's like, well, well I would think that. So yeah. I was just kind of like, well, I don't know if that was real or not. So I'm just going to assume that um, whatever I have going on here, this is it. So I have yeah. to like make the most of whatever's yeah, going well, on. Yeah, well, play. Yeah, run it that. And way. I think that's like that's the best the way to go. Way to do it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the best way that's to go about things. Because I, I was like, I I don't really like this whole thing. It's like, oh, it'll be better like after I die. I'm like, fuck that. I don't know that. When you die, you'll be a surprise though. You'll be like, oh, okay, not actually. I'm, dead. Yeah, I'm willing to. I'm yeah. willing to go with that. Yeah. It's if it's a surprise, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I was. Under I'm the, cool with that. I was under the impression. Now looking back on it, everybody I saw was from Earth. Yeah. Some of them were real ancient. Or they might have been futuristic, but they just seemed ancient. But, because uh, I think they were from other times, people that were talking to me. So it could be that life creates these souls and they evolve here around this biosphere until you become more and more conscious. The more and you grow more and more. You probably were animals in the past, too. And you probably stay in this area. You don't reincarnate as an alien. You know what I mean? Right. That's a different biosphere. That's maybe That would be kind of weird if that happened. You just yeah. stay around this biosphere. Sure. Because this is where you would belong. So it might be that. But you just got me thinking about that now. I'm under the influence of alcohol. But that might have been what, it, what, what that means. Sorry. Is that your soul <laughs> was created here when life first started to evolve millions of years ago. Billions of years ago, maybe. Um... So, so your your life force is a creation of this planet. So you're Earth centric, which would mean other planets that have life have their own spiritual realm or quantum realm that's around them, of fucking life forces evolving up through their fucking biospheres to become more and more conscious. So there are alien souls. You just don't con you just don't really mix with them because you don't know about them, so you can't teleport over there. Yeah. Because you can teleport to any place you know of <clears throat> or can think of. From Ta my, yeah. From we my were, experience. We were talking about um, people dying randomly and stuff. Yeah. Tammy said, my son died at age 11 from a heart problem. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think you've told us that before and that is awful. And she says, um, been many years ago, but, you know, thank you for the, yeah, that's that's messed up. Like I said, we've known many people that died uh, far before their time in their 20s yeah. and 30s. And it's just, there's no, there's no sense to it. 
And Random. you'll make yourself crazy trying to make sense of it because there isn't any. And I know that that's not super comforting for a lot of people, but you know, it, like I said, it's the same reason that people come up with conspiracy theories because it's like they want shit to make sense. I get it. I get it. But shit doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Um, and I think that people would be better served by just realizing that and just kind of like, I don't know if it makes it easier to deal with. I don't think it does. But just knowing that, look, anything bad could happen to anybody at any time. It doesn't matter how famous they are. It doesn't matter how awesome they are. It doesn't matter. You know, anybody could just be like taken away from you at any moment. And honestly, I kind of feel like that makes you appreciate life more because you realize that there's no reason. There's no reason. It doesn't mean, oh, this person's bad and it's like bad shit happens to them or something like that. It's There's no thought behind it. Well, it's just random. Point of view. The, the, the universe might have a certain reason for it, a plan. They do, but I, do- plan, just that I doubt it. It doesn't, it doesn't seem I doubt that, it. that way. It could be some people appear just to do certain things and then they leave. And they become something else yeah. later on. So, but You just have to develop like a kind yeah. of zen about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you can't worry about it in, in normal life. Because you don't have any control have over control, it. And you don't have a full view of what's Yeah, which I think is another thing right. that people... Because people do like to have control over that, which, like, right. I get it. I, I like to have yeah. that, too. But it's like, you don't, really. Right. Um, you don't have a lot of control over stuff. Right. And I'm not saying you should just, like, lay back and let shit happen. Like, don't do that, because you can, like, affect things. But don't worry too much about shit that you can't control, because a lot of shit is outside of your control. Steve Morris, he says it the best. Do your best and don't worry. Just I mean, I think that's good advice. Do your best, don't worry about it. Because there's nothing else you can do. There literally is nothing else yeah. you can do. Yeah. All you can do is just just be the best person you can be. Do, do as good you as can. you can do. Do do the best you can, yeah. it, given the circumstances. Yeah. And just try not to worry too much about it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of shit that's outside of your control. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. Yeah, and ultimately, eventually, you'll die. Right. Well, yeah, everyone will. Everybody everyone does will. Yeah. Everyone will. Yeah. Um, I love this. Everybody does. I love this. Nicholas says, where did I fall? Where did I find it? Was it really that far back? Did I lose it that far back? <laughs> Shit, I lost it. I thought you would laugh when I saw this, and now I can't see it. I lost it. I lost it. Oh, Nicholas says, Tom is over here talking about a quantum afterlife. While wearing a baby's onesie. Fucking right. <laughs> it's not a baby's onesie. It's two. <laughs> two. It's not technically a one. Don't do that. I it's not technically wrong. a onesie. Just doing this here, <laughs> He decided to just wear his... I was wearing my sex Work clothes. clothes. My, my work clothes, man. We were fucking streaming on stream. Jim we was streaming in that. We were, well, I had... A, I had. I just put a shirt on over it because yeah. I thought it was a little much. Yeah. You put a shirt on over that? I did, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, you sure did. No, that's just not how that's not how that shit worked before. <laughs> but how that shit worked before that shit. Was... I thought you would complain earlier. I didn't notice. Did it. It. I didn't yeah. notice it. This shit's fucking. Oh man, never mind. He's but... gonna make me wear this outfit out on Friday night. I'm gonna make you? No, you. Well, you're won't. not gonna make me. Yeah. It did look good. Oh, it looks great. Like I said, I got yeah. into a course that I hadn't got into for like yeah. a couple of years. Give me a size shot. Give a size. So shot. I'm like, just stand straight. Put your arms back. Look, 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 look at that shit. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna take it out. I'm not gonna take, take it out. out. I'm not gonna take it out. Just fucking. <laughs> oh my god. Tom. It's like a fucking. Sh- it's like a deck of an aircraft carrier. You could fucking. You, you could land jets across. The... <laughs> All right. You're gonna land jets. Yeah, you could land jets across that. 
that's what he's like pulling it all the yeah. shit. I don't know. Like I said, I thought it was a little she much. She got some so big ass boobs. I know. Well, what do you want me to do about I it? I can't. I know you do. I know you love. Them. Yeah. I know you love them. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and make an announcement now. What? Yeah. Tell just me. That, just whisper. Me and, Jenner, you, me and Jenner getting married tomorrow. Ah! Oh! <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to say. Yeah, okay, we're getting married tomorrow. I thought we were waiting till Friday to say. We'll, we'll talk about it later. All right. We'll talk about it later. I didn't know you might. I, I thought, well, he might get drunk and just like kind of say. Yeah. Because well, we, we were going to wait till Friday. Yeah, we've been together 13 years. To tell like, everybody. Like, Man, if anything happens to me, she's going to be stuck out. Yeah, I'm going to so be, ho- be hosed. So I'm going to go ahead and get the paperwork done. Yeah, can I say? Yeah. Like, we went yeah. to the courthouse on Monday. And we filled out the, you have to do the li- the the thing for the license. Yeah. And in Florida, this, this is not how it used to be because I got married in Florida back in the 90s and I didn't have to do this. But you have to fill out the paperwork for the license. And then you either have to take a class, like a four-hour class yeah. that you have to pay for, by the way. Yeah. Um, which I don't even know what the class entails. And I was like, I'm not taking a class. I'm like 50 something. Fuck off. Um, or you have to wait three days yeah. before you can. Yeah, so we're talking about a class. This is well, we've been together for 13 years. I'm like, well, I don't like what <laughs> we told the girl. It's like, we don't need a class. We need a class. We've been together 13 years. We're like in our fifties yeah. and we've been together a long time. It's like, we don't need a fucking class. And it's like, and I'm not doing that. And I'm not paying for it. Um, they do give you a discount if you take the class, but I was like, still, but if you don't take the class, you have to wait three days yes. in between getting the license and yeah. actually doing the thing. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, that yeah. seems dumb, but all right. I don't know whose idea that was. It wasn't like that back in the yeah. 90s. We're just going to do the thing. It's a secular thing. You know what I mean? And then later we're going to have a big party. And we're just, and then we're going to announce it. But you guys got the sneak peek. We'll probably I didn't think it. he was going to say we'll it. Probably do I just well, waited. Because you know, that's why I said, are you saying it's gonna it? It's going to happen tomorrow anyway. Are you saying it? Yeah, by we're t- going by tomorrow. Time, by the time the shit leaks out to any family members, fucking, we'll, we'll, it'll be done anyway. <laughs> that was our That yeah. was our. Concern. We just don't want certain family members involved. <laughs> we don't want some people finding out oh, until, well, we have, until after we've like, already done it. Yeah. Nah, some, of you guys, some of you guys might know. It's like, sorry, it's a done deal. You can't do anything about it. You can't interfere. We're going to have a big party Friday at the club. Well, either this Friday or the next one. Because I asked, well, I I wrote to Dimitri. And I was like, well, when's the next Memento Mori after this one? Because there's one coming up on Friday night. Because we wanted to do like a party there. Okay. And he never told me because he got so excited (laughs) that we were actually doing it that I don't think he ever told me when the next one was. I thought the next one was the 29th, but I guess not. I don't know. All right. I don't know. But that's kind of when we were gonna. Yeah, before payday. Yeah. Fucking crazy. I mean, okay. well, I don't. Well, we I don't checks. know. We get checks all the time. I don't know if that's when it is or right. not. Okay. But yeah, yeah it's weird because and we're gonna do a thing to fucking uh, collect up some damn fucking wedding <laughs> gifts from y'all. Too. What do they call that shit? <laughs> well, like a registry. Yeah, we're doing I didn't even think about that we're until in, Dimitri. Dimitri. Like, I asked him, I was like, "When's the next memento?" Because we yeah, want to. Like, who gets to win? And I told him, and he's like, "Oh my god, you guys should do a registry. Like, everybody would give you money." I'm like, "I don't think they would," but yeah. I didn't even think about that. We'll do one. And I was like, "Well, I might do a bullshit one." I did actually like go on. Um, what was it? The Knot. Yeah, that's like the big wedding website, and they have like a like one. And I was like, "Yeah, I guess I'll set." Up I'm not put that, that out. 
but I don't know. I'm not like that worried about it. But um, I didn't even think of it <laughs> until he said something. Because honestly, you didn't even say anything about it what until this past weekend. Yeah. And then suddenly we're at the coffee shop and then he just starts like talking about it. And I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? Because. Well, I've been thinking about it for about a year. Oh, you didn't tell me. Yeah. I thought you didn't want to. I thought you didn't want to. I don't know whatever gave you that idea. Years back, I said, we would get married. Yeah, I ain't married you. Well, yeah, because I was so mad that you yeah. took so long to ask me. <laughs> so like, all right, then. The, the, the just out of spite, right, I was like, pissed off to, then. I just trying to give you some benefits in case anything <laughs> happens to me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was... But yeah, but I was bad because you waited so long. That's, oh, I, think, I think that's, that's what it was. So I was like, I was being spiteful about it. That's how these chicks do. I'm going yeah. that's how these chicks do. But see, and you yeah. even said the other day at the restaurant, you were like, well, shit, we should, probably should have done it like five or six years in, and then we could have yeah. had all those benefits all that yeah. time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you got to look back at time and see what was going on at that time. Yeah, like, no. and there, there was It was kind of tumultuous off and on. Not all us, but just the outside world, too, was happening, and we're like, fuck it. You know, you didn't know what was going on. You didn't know what was going to happen. So I was actually... Now like, it's kinda, pretty much kind of set out, set in stone what's going to happen. So I was like kind of surprised like when right. you brought it up. But I, you know, oh. like you said, it's like, look, we've been together such a long time. It's like, you it know... It doesn't really make sense. You're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. We um, hit the dating market. What's going to happen? It's just going to fucking suck. I told him, I was like, man, if something happened to you, I'm just giving up on this shit. Yeah. It's like, why would I want it that would aggravation? It would probably be the same for me, too. I'd be like, I would I'd want that. I wouldn't want that aggravation. Yeah, kind of old, you know. Yeah, well, not even just that. It's just it's just too much yeah. trouble. It's not worth it. It's not worth the effort. You know what I mean? It's just not yeah, like trying we, to like meet a new person and yeah. getting all that. We're like, getting so much out of this. Why we really want to change it up? That's what I mean. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. If I wanted to fuck off, I would have done it a long yeah. time ago. I would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> Yes, if I'm gonna get married in a onesie. Oh my I'm god, gonna, how funny would that I'm be? Gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking get married in a strap on. I have a big old fucking strap on with a halo over my head, and I'll be wearing fucking. Flip, I would give you money if you did flops that. And a, light, <laughs> and, a, and a light coat of body oil. Look, this a guy light, shut the shit a down. light coat of body Just, oil. Yeah, yeah. He's very specific yeah. about that. So I gleam and glisten. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Camp guy said, awesome, my own daughter just got married at the courthouse about a month ago. Both she and her new husband are licensed registered nurses. Okay. See, that's cool. We got to have a party, just a family get-together. Yeah, yeah what well, we're, we were just gonna do it, like I said, we we're gonna, like, do it, we were gonna do it on the down low. Yeah. Because we're going tomorrow. We're gonna have a party at the club. And then, <laughs> yeah, because, like, I mean, all honestly. All will be there anyway. <laughs> That's kind of all our people that we've been yeah. hanging out with so long. And I and that's what I told Demetri. I said, well, we kind of want to, like, celebrate with you guys. Like, all y'all. Yeah. So, uh, so we were probably going to do that. But we'll see how it works out. Like I said, we'll probably go tomorrow. We went Monday and got all the paperwork filed for the license. So tomorrow we can go and do the thing. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but... we'll, go up, we'll go up and get some Chinese food, too. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, because it's right by. It's, right like, by it's like three miles down the street. Yeah. We did that last time too. Like we yeah. went and filled out the paperwork. Yeah. Sounds like where's Ichiban from here? I was like, oh, it's yeah. only like three miles, like up the street. He's yeah. like, oh, we're going there. Yeah. So that's what we always end up eating. But uh, but yeah, uh, Tammy said, is Tom gonna get pegged on the honeymoon? And man, y'all are fucking nasty. Y'all are nasty. Actually, we, on the honeymoon, we're probably gonna make a fucking erotic video. We probably will. Yeah, you know how we, you know how we do. I should have probably be in public. 
I have her in a fucking bridal gown and shit. We'll be in a, we'll be in a fucking we'll be in a fucking parking we'll be in a oh park, that'd be we'll so be in a good parking structure. I got her fucking ass laid out across the hood of the car. People walking by, I'm fucking just nailing the shit out of her, her titties hanging over the fucking side. Oh my fucking, god, you love that? Yeah, hell yeah. There's a whole hell subgenre yeah. of porn because we were watching some of it earlier. Yeah. Of uh, bachelorette parties gone horribly wrong and it's yeah. just like a whole thing with like it's it's set up the way it's formatted it's just that somebody like it's um uh, a bride to be that yeah. is texting her uh, fiance her yeah. groom to be yeah. and it's like hey we're at the bachelorette party blah 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 but that yeah but then like as long as the night goes on it's kind of like and then in the end spoiler alert they all get gang banged by a yeah. bunch of black dudes by black dudes yeah and they keep sending she's pictures. She's sending pictures to the husband. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, her and all her friends. And They're so funny. <laughs> fucking hilarious. I love that there's this whole subgenre. Yeah. <laughs> like, sending like, the pictures. BBC and they're Bride. like, well, at first, BBC White at first it's her friends sending the pictures. And yeah. then she gets drunk enough <laughs> yeah, that she yeah. sends the pictures, too. Yeah. And, and I'm funny, just like, oh, my God, that's what's funny. What's funny is that it's made up of clips <laughs> of fucking just... Stock photos of right <laughs> of like people in bridal gowns right. like getting yeah it's it's so funny with written text there they're so funny I was like ooh there's a, there's a whole like roller coaster yeah. of a story happening and then, and then it, it ends in like amateur amateur footage is the fucking BBC gang bangs and shit and she's in a fucking <laughs> bridal gown it's hilarious so funny mind games man I'm not doing about porn is about party. mind games I'm not doing about bachelor yeah. party those are dumb yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't really like that whole. We're too old for that. Yeah, I'm too old for that, and it's like even when I was younger, it's like it just seemed like I don't know, pointless. That, that's that shit. That's that shit. People in their twenties. Yeah, that's something like I don't know. I don't like that kind of shit. But yeah, so now you guys know. But fucking every night of our life when we go out is like a brat bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Pretty much. Well, what? I don't get gangbanged by we'll, dudes. No, but the, the, that, what, that's how you that imagine has liter- a That has literally never happened. A bachelorette parties by getting gangbanged? No, well, in porn it is. In porn it is, but not in real life. Most of them are probably really boring. It's just yeah. like, you know, the girls all go out and it's like, woo, they have a stripper or something yeah. and they all get shit-faced and then like yeah, pass that's, out that's about it. and throw up. Yeah. That's pretty much what stripper, usually happens. And, and the stripper, stripper's in, and he's in and out of there, fucking in about. An yeah, hour. he's like, look, it's my job. Hey, look yeah, at my yeah. dick, woo! And then yeah, y'all are too fat. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> fucking, that's really that's what I'm about. Y'all are fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you gotta make it fun. You gotta make it fun. Right. For yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think Tom's getting pegged on the honeymoon. Me, y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. No nah, man, my virginity is worth a fucking shit ton of money, man. It's worth a shit it? ton. You have to okay. fucking raise like fucking twenty thousand. We're talking about oh, motorcycle. Maybe I should motorcycle. add. No. Maybe I should add that to the registry. <laughs> no, it'll never happen. It'll Tom's never, pegging it'll fund. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Oh my god, I totally happen? might do that. It'll never. happen. I'm an asshole like that. No, you think gonna, I should? It's just gonna be. It'll never happen. Tom's pegging. It'll never. Happen. That's gonna be motorcycle money, man. It's gonna be worth like a Harley, man. <laughs> You never know. You never know how that'll turn out. This shit will never I'm totally adding that. These to the women, rest. man, they're fantasies. I know we're the worst. <laughs> women and their Aren't we terrible? Terrible. We're terrible. Nicholas says, "Congrats, by the way. I've been a fan since the early double-digit episodes." Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Wow. Like I said, I still can't believe it. It's like so weird. It's so surreal. I just never thought it was gonna happen. Victor says, 
Thank you, Victor. Tom's pegging fund. <laughs> See, already. Fuck you, I bitches. knew if I said something about Fuck it. Fuck you, bitches. I knew if I said something about it. But people were giving me money for that. <laughs> but everyone's probably going to need photographic evidence, which I will provide. I'm, I'm not averse to that. I'm just fucking with you, Tom. I would never do yeah. anything against your will. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck was that? It was like, but I took the video of you and it says that we're working, doing a show. But when was that? A few minutes ago. Oh. Never the oh, so that was this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck was that? What was I doing? Nothing, just doing a show. Uh. Talking. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> She's like, why are you sending me a video of her talking? She didn't know what it was. Oh, all, all right. right. Yeah, she doesn't watch our show, I guess. No, she doesn't know anything about the show. I thought we told her. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We haven't seen her that much. Yeah, Sebastian said, Tom's got to have a stag night and Jenny had night. Yeah, that's the British uh, terminology. Like I said, I never really saw, I never, I don't know. It doesn't sound like that fun to me. I have like a lot of, you know, friends that are girls that I would hang out with, but I don't, I don't want to go see strippers or nothing like that. That sounds kind of boring. <laughs> Wouldn't mind go out and getting shit faced. Last time me and Jen went to the fucking strip club, we were the fucking center of attention. Strip, strippers are all over her. Oh my god, strippers love me. Yeah. I think strippers love when any when a woman shows up. Yeah, I guess so. Because they're just kind of like, oh my god, thank god, it's like not a yeah. drooling weirdo. They're talking about these dudes. Yeah. Yeah, I got all I got all yeah. the scuttlebutt. Yeah. Because they just wanted they just wanted a sympathetic ear. Yeah. And I was just and I was there to provide it. Yeah. You know they, what I mean? They asked us to come back. <laughs> we should one of these days. Yeah, they're probably they probably don't work. They anymore. probably don't work. That was a long time ago. That's but yeah, that's a fun place actually. Yeah. That's a it's a pretty swanky. They got a yeah. they got they serve steaks and everything. Yeah, it's got a real good food. It's called Rachel's. Yeah, in Orlando, it's famous. It's been famous. here for like forever. I don't it's, even remember. It's like going to Vegas. Been. Yeah, it's nice in there. Yeah, it's, it's massive. Got, it's got a super good fucking buffet. Mm-hmm. You go there and you pay. We gotta go just for the buffet one of these days. They got a bike night and everything. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that for the honeymoon. Yeah, women aren't allowed in there unless they're accompanied by a guy. Yeah, but so uh, you know they don't like single women coming in there because they don't know if they're hookers or whatever. You know, but uh, no, if a guy takes a woman in there, fucking the fucking chicks trip the fuck out. Especially if you were, we were got we were goths out too. Yeah, they love that shit. Yeah, they thought that was awesome. Yeah. Well, because like I said, you, you, you know that give, we're not giving in dances, giving her dances and shit. And fucking, I know I got. All I don't even think we gave him any money. No, then well, they were complaining. I didn't. Then they were complaining, complaining about the fucking work schedule. Remember that? Yeah. Complaining about these. That's dudes. what I mean. They these were like talking. About, you know. I was like, dude, I yeah, feel yeah. your pain. No, yeah. seriously. Well, yeah. they just wanted somebody to listen to them. Yeah. That's all. I'll listen. These dudes don't want to tip. They just want to fuck. I don't really fucking... That's the kind of shit they were well, talking Well, now that we've done stream aid, we know what they're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want to tip. It's kind of the fuck. same thing. Everybody just wants, like, I shit for... fucking these dudes. Everybody, everybody wants yeah. shit for free. Yeah. Same kind of shit that yeah. happens. We're, we're dealing with it all, so... <laughs> Helping these motherfuckers jack off. <laughs> but they got to pay, though. Like yeah. Yeah. Oh, should we say? What's that? We had our favorite client. Favorite client came back. He came back last night. Yeah. We've talked about him before. Yeah. He's this fucking redheaded dude. He shredded his shit. And he's he, a lot of fun. Yeah. And every time he fucking, he turns his camera on and he fucking, he, he spends money. He came back last night, yeah. He came back, yeah. Yeah. Fucking and he was night. like, where have you guys been? Yeah. You guys I was like, oh, we were kind of like sporadic because it was like yeah. part time, but. He must have done about close to 20 minutes, huh? 15 yeah, minutes with something him. like that. Yeah. Yeah, we had a whole Which thing. Which at seven ninety nine a minute? 
six ninety nine a minute. Yeah, six ninety nine a minute. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I was yeah. like, I was happy to see him again. I was like, shit, yeah. man, was, come back, come back all you want. We talking about this show. <laughs> well, no, he's a good I dude. Told, I like that. I yeah, like that I told, dude. We told him to send him a private message. We'll I tell like him where, how to find the show. He likes to do like a. It's all. It's like a virtual threesome kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He puts on a show for us. Yeah. We, like he wants he to pretend like he's yeah, yeah, he's here. Like he's involved. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he says we're having a threesome. We're having a threesome. Right. Yeah. So it's like so Tom uses the camera yeah, angles yeah. and stuff and like I'm that to make man, it look like wingman and right. the camera yeah, it man works out and everything like that. And he's going, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's one of our favorite clients. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's funny. He's like the best one. He's like yeah. the one that we remember. Probably about twenty-five. 26, Maybe he might be a little bit older. Maybe. I can't really tell. What's that? I can't really tell. I think he's about 25. 20, yeah. Between 25 and 30. Yeah. <laughs> is this hard to find an older, good-looking couple? Yeah. Is it? So, I guess it must be. Yeah. When you as well, you, we've seen some of the other couples on there. Yeah. And some of them are super hot. I'm not. Yeah, lying, the but, younger ones. But yeah. some of the older ones are yeah. kind of. Yeah. You'll find out, guys. This is. I know some of you dudes. Maybe you're not really fucking too hard in the game, especially if you're younger. When I was in my 20s, you couldn't compete against the guys in your 30s. You could be cute as shit. You weren't gonna. You, you can get laid. You won't be able to keep them because the guy in his 30s has a lot more to offer a woman in her 20s. Okay, a lot more stability. All right. Uh, but the thing is, those as you age, either guy or a woman in, in today's economy. The older you are and the better looking you are, the more of a rarity you are. So actually, if you're doing something like what we do, your value goes up. If you're a guy who's 55 and he's put together well and he's got some security, man, your value goes way up because all the good guys at 55 are taken. Yeah. They've all been married. So you, you become kind of like a unicorn. And... A 50 or 5 year old woman would be all about me but I wouldn't fucking be interested in that if I was single because I could get a woman that was 35 you know which would be better for me because everybody's doing what's best for them <laughs> just having to do what's best for you you know so and it's the same thing with women a 50 year old woman and she's fucking hot like I showed her a, a woman we have locally here named fucking um Lauren Lopez, she's 55. She's my age. And she's been a fitness trainer for 24 years. And her and her husband do fansly and OnlyFans. They make good money doing that. Because women at 55 don't look like her. And she's gorgeous. I can show you guys yeah. her Instagram. And I told Jen, I said, this is the actually probably the way you're going to look. Because Jen's in training right now. And of course she's on hormone replacement. And, because uh, if you're not on hormone, hormone replacement after fucking 35 or 40, you won't see much results. But, uh, and I will say this one that I'm on now. She's is getting like, massive results. Huge, yeah. Great the ones result. before didn't really do much, but this yeah. one is doing a lot. Yeah. 19 or testosterone. Nandrolone. It's made a huge difference. Yeah. Fucking very effective. But the thing is, is I just went by the book. I went through the DHT. Bridge. Well, you know, that's just what right. we had to do. It's like because, everybody's different, so you right. have to kind of, you know. Okay. All right. Here's Lauren.
this chick is 55. So it can be done. Yeah. I'll show you some more. <laughs> and then she's got two kids. There she is lifting. She's not natural though. She's on stuff. But that's what it takes at that age. She lives here in Florida. Old bitches like me. Old bitches looking good. Old and I'll tell bitches. you what. <laughs> a woman at 55 that looks like that is in very high demand. Young guys love it. They love it. I have noticed that. Yeah. On Streammate. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, the people that come in are like... Yeah. And there's... Younger dudes. Yeah, a lot of younger guys like women like that. Because, you know, and fucking some of our... Some of our subscribers here, you know, who are open with me, fucking who are friends about it, to talk about what, what a crush they have on Jan. I'm not going to name any names. And it's guys in their 30s and it's because the generational differences a lot of the young women that are in their 20s and 30s right now are just kind of like you can't they're not they're wishy-washy you can't they can't really trust them I don't want to say it's mommy issues it's just that fucking older women are reliable and more friendly and well we have our more shit reliable together. yeah you know they're just well it's just kind know. of the same the other way around right. it's just kind of like you know people right. want to be with people that have their shit together yeah Nobody really wants to be with somebody that's going right. to be... So, to you women out there who are older, there's a lot of younger guys. If you fucking give them a chance, yeah, you they'll date you. They might even live with you. They may not marry you. But people, but a lot of people aren't getting married today. You know what I mean? It's just a different situation. It's different now. Um, but the thing is, though, is if you're, if you're over 40, you got to look good. You got to look great. Because and the better you look, the more rare you are, and the more action you're gonna get from these young guys. Well, like I said, as long as I, I'm kind of like anybody that looks like they have their yeah. shit together. Yeah. If you look like you have your shit together, then it doesn't yeah. really matter. Like how now that girl, that woman I showed you, Lauren, her husband. I guess it's her husband. I've seen pictures of they. They do the fucking fansly and fancy together. Her name is Lauren Lopez. Her husband um, is a bodybuilder. He looked good, you know. Uh, he, he's no slouch either. And he's in his 50s. He might be a little bit younger than her. But if he wasn't around, Laura would probably be a dude with, with a dude in his fucking mid-30s, maybe 40s, you know, because she can do it. And when you look at the statistics, she'd be top 1% top 1% of somebody in their 50s easily but it doesn't take much to get in the top 1% the effort you had to have a good history behind you where you weren't fucking eating yourself to death and shit and abusing your body and you had decent genetics you know even average genetics at 55 a woman can look really good if she puts the work in part of the work is knowing understanding science biochemistry because you're going to need supplementation. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> going on too long. That's okay, Tom. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. We got to 
We gotta go to the courthouse tomorrow. Yeah. I still don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna wear. Yeah. I gotta figure something out. But look at that. Look at that. Look at that. That girl's 55. All I can see is a ring. Hold on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. You made everything blurry. Okay. It is. Like I said, yeah. you just gotta keep your shit together. Yeah. Gotta keep your shit together. Okay. All right. Go ahead and shut it down. Okay. We mostly talked about the topic, right? Oh, yeah. We talked about the topic in depth. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Sometimes I forget. Yeah. Because we go off on so many tangents. Mm, no. That's fully done. But, yeah. So, we'll be back on Friday for the Sidetrack Show, where we can talk more fully about this kind of stuff, because it should be a done deal by that time, right? Yeah. When we do the show on Friday? Yeah. So, we'll talk about that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah. We'll see you guys again on Friday. Hopefully you guys can all join us. Thank you very much, Victor, uh, for sending us the super chats. Yeah. And we'll see you guys again on Friday night. <laughs> My onesie. Oh, there's, there's, there's not a, a onesie. Your baby you onesie. There's, there's not a onesie. You and you're... You're... <laughs> <There's> not a <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. So, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we'll see you guys on Friday. <laughs>